Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 You guys, it's Rick Tittle! Thank you for that, and welcome to another live edition of Titillating Sports. I'm your humble host, Rick Tittle, coming to you from the downtown San Francisco studios of the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. What is going on? Come on in and get hurt, girl. Look out, Hank Mancini. Here comes he. Remember Kevin Meany? We're not big pants people. All right. Uh, today on the show, we're going to start off with Air Force veteran... Juan Reyes and his wife, Meg, they have an important health issue to talk about. Remember, we are on the American Forces Radio Network worldwide, 500 outlets, 177 countries, ships at sea. Come on in and get heard. Big fan of the troops out there. Also, Stanford offensive tackle Walter Rouse. He's a finalist for the uh, Campbell Trophy. That's the Scholar Baller. SalesportTalk.com. At 9.40 with Karen Lyle, as always. 10.25 Wall Street Journal sports writer Jason Gay, his new book entitled, I Wouldn't Do That If I Were Me. When you think of me, you think of the great British Bake Off. And yes, Lottie Bedlow will be on for her new book, which is called Baking Imperfect. Uh, We'll go to againstthenumber.com and see what's going on with them people. Don't call them then people. And uh, Murr from Impractical Jokers uh, will be back with us as well uh, in the third hour. Uh, The key to the show, though, is when you get a chance and you'd like to chime in sports-wise. And yes, I do a lot of other... uh, And and people ask me, uh, why do I book guests? Uh, I don't book any guests. (laughs) I just show up. Uh, But if you want to talk sports, I'm here for you. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, Quidditch, rollerball, chess, checkers, rugby, cricket, that type of stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. 
Of course I use Mr. Clean Magic Eraser to clean tough messes off my stovetop and bathtub. But then I discovered I can also use it to easily clean my patio furniture and even my shoes. I'm hooked! And when wipes won't cut it, I use Magic Eraser Sheets. They're thin and flexible erasers, perfect for everyday messes, like gunk on my counters and sinks. They really are magical. The reviews are in. Mr. Clean Magic Eraser and Sheets make cleaning look easy. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I'm asking about Prevnar 20 because there's a chance pneumococcal pneumonia could put me in the hospital. Age 65 or older, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I want to be able to keep my plans. So I'm asking my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by low-cost airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60PLUS, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Your bills are due on the 13th, but you don't get paid until the 15th. Sound familiar? Life doesn't always wait for payday. Get the NetSpend All Access account for your everyday mobile banking needs and get paid up to two days faster with direct deposit. Get started today at NetSpend.com and go beyond banking. Banking services provided by an account established by Pathword NA member FDIC. Faster access based on comparison of our ACH processing policy versus posting funds at settlement. Deposit account opening is subject to registration and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. Speaking of the American Forces, of course, we're in November now, and this is uh, the month where, you know, in England they were the poppies coming from Armistice Day back in World War I. We have Veterans Day coming up here on the 11th as well, and uh, very proud to be on AFN as I'm a fan of the troops 
around the world. I come from a military family. I think most of us do. And with that in mind, we bring in Air Force veteran Juan Reyes, and he is here with his wife, Meg. Uh, and they're here to wear, uh, to raise awareness about ALS because for many veterans, apparently you're twice as likely to get ALS if you did serve in the military. Juan, welcome to the show. First of all, I know you're living with it. Why is it that military veterans are, are more apt for this? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having us. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, they really haven't been able to narrow down the cause. There are many factors that are considered, <clears throat> and uh, some of them... Uh, can include anything from environmental exposures, deployments, etc. And so honestly, it's difficult to put your finger on it. And regardless of that, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I'm here sharing with others, along with my wife, in the hopes that we can touch some individuals uh, anyone living with ALS, they help them understand that uh, there's still plenty of life to be had. <clears throat> my personal journey began with weakness in my left hand, followed by my right hand. Took about a year and a half to get diagnosed. <clears throat> and seven years later, I'm pretty much in a wheelchair all day long. I'm still able to walk a very short distance with help, but I have very limited use of my arms and hands. <clears throat> and so we just live life as best we can and hope to inspire others. But doing what we do, we partnered with MDPA in the hopes of helping others understand ALS a little better and <clears throat> help them know that they're not alone on their journey. <clears throat> and so we are traveling the U.S., uh, bringing awareness, uh, traveling in an RV and taking off bucket list for our life while connecting with other AMS patients. We also share our story on shareyourALSstory.com. And my wife can share a bit more about that. Meg, it's a, I mean, obviously, it's it's a heartbreaking disease to, to see loved ones deteriorate. Where are we in the care? Where are we with medicine? Are we still at the very, very first rung on the ladder with ALS? In the past few years, there's been quite a few more developments out there. One of the ones that just um, that that came about was Radicava, and that's one of the treatments that Juan is on. I get asked as a caregiver, especially with newly diagnosed patients, you know, what what kind of options are out there. So Radicava is one of the treatments that Juan has, and so we kind of talk a little bit about that. We explain in the past it was given by IV, and it still is, but now they come out with an oral version, which makes it so much easier to provide care for Juan. 
the other thing is, too, is before we do that, you know, we're not physicians, so we go out and tell them to talk to their doctors because, you know, Radikov. Hello, Meg. Meg? Hey, sorry. Stand by. Oh, stand by. There she here. is. Okay. I'm sorry. We lost you there for a second, Meg. Uh, go ahead. You said we're not doctors. Talk to your doctors, and then we lost you right there. We still, okay, we lost them. All right. Um, anyway, <clears throat> that is a, uh, I mean, I remember um, Stephen Piscotti, who played for the A's. Uh, he went to Stanford. He's from the East Bay here, Amador Valley High School in Pleasanton. And he was a first-round pick of the Cardinals, and then um, the A's traded for him, and they just released him this year. We'll see if he's going to continue on with his career or not. But his mother, Gretchen, uh, she had ALS. And so as, you know, um, <clears throat> as an A's fan, uh, and especially me as I was covering them as a, as a broadcaster, pre and post, to watch the, you know, the deterioration uh, of that was uh, was bad. Oh, Meg, do we have you back? Yes, I'm so sorry. I was talking about Radikava, the medication that Juan uh, gets. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you were able to catch that. I did. It, we, but, when you said um, we're not a doctor, you should talk to your doctor, and that's where we uh, lost you. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, there can be some allergic reactions as with any medication or some hypersensitivity or, you know, side effects like bruising or some, or, you know, issues like that. But we do talk to ask them to go to radicava.com, which is one of the websites that we direct a lot of caregivers to and patients because it has information about ALS and the treatment. So you asked about treatment. That is one of the treatments that's been, you know, just one of two drugs that are available right now, you know, for certain patients. And um, the other thing that's hard to see is, you know, you, you as, a, as a caregiver, it's difficult in general to, to care for anybody. But with someone who's declining, you have to be flexible to deal with their potential changes that happen because nobody in ALS progresses exactly the same. There are differences in their, you know, what they exhibit, there are differences in how fast they progress. So it is a challenge. It, it can be overwhelming and it is difficult to see the person that I met in high school and who I've been married to 33 years now, you know, digress in his, in his life. So just one more question for you, Meg. We talked about the physical medicine. What about the therapeutic issues when it comes to the emotional and mental side? How do you deal with that? So I have a lot of support with respect to our children, but I have support groups. And one of the things that's kept me going and kind of active is dealing with a lot of caregivers and becoming a mentor advocating. As Juan mentioned, we're in an RV. We travel. We are on a two-month journey. We're about to finish, and we'll go back out again. But meeting other ALS patients, and also um, it kind of reinvigorates our, our message, but it's also cathartic to talk about it. So we've been journaling our process as we're going, and one of the great places to share is also shareyouralsstory.com. It allows you to journey, uh, document your journey, and connect with others so that you can potentially, you know, realize you're not alone on this journey. Very important stuff, and we have been speaking with Juan A. Reyes, United States Air Force Master Sergeant, retired, and his wife Meg, raising awareness through not just uh, citizens around the country, but with politicians and medical people as well for uh, ALS. Uh, Juan and Meg, thank you so much. And uh, as always, uh, best of luck and, and thank you for serving our country. Thank you for having us.
All right, let's take a break, and we will come on back on Sports Byline with Stanford's Walter Rouse. Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-913-9739. 800-913-9739. That's 800-913-9739. Do you have an invention idea but don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp now for free information on how to get started today. InventHelp provides invention services that help everyday inventors get started with their idea. We have representatives nationwide who will explain the InventHelp process step by step. Over 10,000 patents have been secured through InventHelp's patent referral services. Our services include professional materials needed to showcase your invention and 3D animation and prototype modeling that help you demonstrate your idea. Get down to the details of your idea with a technical drawing. The InventHelp databank includes thousands of companies who have agreed to review new ideas. We've been helping inventors since 1984. Let's help you next. Take advantage of the opportunity to get started today. Call 1-800-356-7308. That's 1-800-356-7308. Again, 1-800-356-7308. No offense, but are you a little fat when you look in the mirror? How would you like to learn the secrets to lose three to five pounds a week easily without joining the gym or going through any crazy diets? It's called Body Sculpt by Med Diet. For the last two decades, we've been helping people just like you that have pounds they want to shed. We've helped millions of people lose thousands and thousands of pounds over the years. And now it's your turn. Learn the secrets of how to lose weight with one simple phone call. You'll see an amazing difference in a matter of days. Don't believe us. We'll offer you a money-back guarantee. If you're ready to start losing weight right now, Call right now to learn more about your risk-free order to Body Sculpt. Call for your risk-free offer. 800-738-5332. 800-738-5332. That's 800-738-5332. Teams have four attempts to move the ball 10 yards. So if you see a graphic on your screen that says first and 10... That means it's the team's first attempt to get 10 yards.
be crazy. Use a D-O-G. And if you was my man, I would have been kicked you out of my house by now. This is what had happened. All right, we're waiting for our guest. And uh, if we get him, we'll uh, throw him on the air. Until then, lines are available at 1-800-878-PLAY. 1-800-878-7529. Last night... Uh, it was Halloween. We did not have the World Series. It got rained out. Uh, we did have a uh, football game, and uh, J.D. Sharp, very humble, he went on <laughs> his Twitter, and he said, I broke it down masterfully, uh, the game on Rick Tittle's show today, and no one's having a better season than me, trying to jinx himself. But, yes, he did do it masterfully. And um, I was a bit surprised. I picked the Bengals, and the Browns won 32-13. to 13, And it just shows the uh, malaise <clears throat> or the lethargy that is involved uh, with this team right now. And it's so hard when you're coming off a Super Bowl appearance, especially a young team, too, because then you kind of remember Howie Long said when they won the Super Bowl with the Raiders in 1984, he figured that I'd be in the Super Bowl every year. He goes, well, it hasn't happened. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Halloween and the stands, it was funny. There was a, a guy dressed as a sad clown with the tears drawn on his cheek. It said Browns. <laughs> but you could tell through the makeup that he was actually uh, frowning as well. So he was the sad clown and uh, also uh, sad himself. All right. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. The William V. Campbell Trophy is going to be announced on December 6th in Vegas. This is before the induction of the College Football Hall of Fame at the National Football Foundation Awards Dinner. And uh, the recipient uh, will get an $18,000 reward as well. And we bring in one of the finalists. It's Walter Rouse, the offensive tackle down on the farm at uh, Stanford. Walter, welcome to the show. Before we get into this, the tree has been suspended. Do you care? Hi. Good morning. I did. I did see that, and um, uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, but uh, <laughs> I care a little bit. Yes, yes, sir. Well, I'll tell you a quick story. I used to do shows with Mike McLaughlin, who was a four-year starter there at Stanford. He was a center, and one time before they were about to take the field, the tree ran up to him and was yelling, put on your game face, put on your game face to the team. And so Mike put his head down and gave him a bonk, and then the tree went down, and then he had to go see Ty Willingham, and he said, will you not knock out our tree, please? So, in other words, he hated the tree. So, (laughs) you like the tree? Um, I, I don't hate the tree. I will say that, um, you know, I think the tree does provide some good spirit and some energy during the game. (laughs) All right. Well said. Um, the Campbell award. Now this is kind of a scholar baller thing. Take us through what this award means, please. Um, you know, this is, uh, something, an award that I hadn't even really considered that I could even be nominated for or even win. Um, and then when I was first nominated for uh, back in August or earlier, later, late in the summer, um, you know, I was caught off guard that you know Stanford, you know, wanted to choose me um, for being a uh, uh, for nominating me. And you know, once I did more research and finding out more about it, it's like the academic Heisman, 
you know, I was really honored that they would choose me out of their uh, out of that, all the athletes on the team that they would want me to be uh, nominated. And it just it means the world to me that you know now a few months later that I am now a finalist. I I can't even explain. You know, just it. You know, I was when I first found out, I was you know a little emotional. Um, you know, just you know, really just coming back to you know hard work pays off, and that you know being recognized for a lot of my stuff off the field and in the classroom. And um, it's just, it means the world to me. Yeah. If you look at uh, 41 of the national scholar athletes have been in the college football hall of fame, seven are in the professional football hall of fame. I remember talking to um, a guy one time who made a great point about recruiting at Stanford is that you have to find a great D one athlete, but he also has to be the valedictorian that now it's harder to get into Stanford than it is, Harvard. So uh, why why did you think that Starver, uh, Stanford was the right choice for you? Um, I mean, even before I, I truly got into football, Stanford was was really already high on my list. And um, me wanting to be a doctor, I you know I, I uh, did research in all different schools and whatnot, and I said that Stanford was the the best way for me to become a doctor, um, and that's where I wanted to go. I mean, I was on YouTube looking at virtual virtual reality tours online, on the website, looking at all the things, the classes that you could take. And then when I really got into football, and, and I realized that, you know, I could I can go to one of the, the best schools in the country and, you know, play an amazing sport that I love, and it's really the best of both worlds. And um, once I got into recruiting and um, after, you know, really just seeing Stanford and everyone else had to offer, it really was just no question for me that Stanford was the school for me. And, you know, I haven't looked back since. It's been one of the best decisions that I've ever made. You know, it's interesting you say that because I remember the, the Niners used to have this tight end of Ohio State named John Frank who retired after a few years because he said, you know what, I'm going to be a surgeon and I don't want my fingers all mangled. And the mm-hmm. Chiefs had a guy, Laurent uh, Duvernay-Tardif, he kind of did the same thing. He goes, like, I want to be a doctor. I can't do this anymore. Uh, what about you? Do you want to be a surgeon? What about your 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 fingers? <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't uh, given that some thought. And um, before I I, I got I was um, I got into Stanford. Um, you know, wanted to be a doctor, and more specifically, I did want to be a surgeon, a cardiothoracic surgeon, specializing in pediatrics. So you know, hands are very important uh, when it comes to being a surgeon. And me being an old lineman, you know, those are also very important. And I'm getting hit on every single play. Uh, but, you know, it's something that, you know, I love football and, um, you know, I'm going to still continue to do, um, but it hasn't, hasn't affected me, um, and I, you know, I'm just going to continue to play. Do you respect Cal and the Golden Bear program and all the Nobel laureates they have there and fellow Pac-12 participants, or are they the scum of the earth? I, you know, Cal is, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, every time <laughs> I hear Cal, it's, I uh, <laughs> I will. I won't say. I won't. I won't go. That's scum of the earth. But I just. <laughs> I'm sorry. So when you, I mean, it's funny because you know I'm I'm from the Bay Area. I'm in my 50s, and almost my whole life, uh, you know, Cal would have a, uh, you know, guy like, or, or I should say, Stanford would have a guy like John Elway, but he never played in a bowl game, and it was kind of the same thing about Cal. They'd put these people in the NFL, but then when Harbaugh came in, and then Shaw had kept. Uh, taking it down that, uh, you know, Stanford has been a power. So when you went to Stanford, were you thinking Rose Bowl, uh, win the Pac-12? I mean, you guys have higher standards now, don't you? Yes. Uh, did, you know, coming in, 
Um, I was, you know, I had a lot of high aspirations and picking, you know, Rose Bowl, going to Pac-12 championship, you know, bowl games. Uh, definitely, um, even after the 2018 season coming in, I definitely was going through my head. I was definitely going through my head. You know, when I look at the competition, I know hundreds of guys uh, for this award uh, have been named, but uh, the finalists, you know, you got more than a dozen guys here. Um, one of them is bragging that he's a 4.0. Do you care about that guy? <laughs> um, I, 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 just as tightly as possible, I, I, don't, I don't care that in terms of him saying I have a 4.0 and you know, I'm happy that he's able to, you know, have a 4.0 and, you know, he's, he's, you know, hard, he's hard at work and whatnot, but, you know, I can only be concerned and, you know, focused on, on how I'm doing with myself in the classroom. And I know that I'm doing the best that I can do. Um, that's all that matters. I know. That's kind of an unfair question. Just one more for you. When you look at, uh, do you think that when people are voting, because there's a candidate from Yale and they might say, well, I mean, even though, I mean, they are D1 technically in the Ivy League, but, you know, there's another guy from Johns Hopkins, you know. So does it, does, I mean, does it kind of carry the day sometimes that way as well about what school you go to? Uh, sometimes, I mean, yeah, I would say so sometimes. You know, me, me being at Stanford, it's the, uh, you know, they, people say it's the Ivy, Ivy League of the West. You know, it's not part of the Ivy League school, but, you know, you know, Stanford is right up there and, you know, sometimes above Harvard and Yale and rankings and whatnot. So you you guys have a bye this week before you play Utah, is that right? Oh no, we have uh no, we we actually had our bye earlier in the year. I think it was a, it was around week three. Oh wait, you're playing Washington State, sorry. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. And by the way, they, I you know, I used to go to that old stadium. It is so it's so much nicer now. You just we just need more fans at Cal and Stanford games. You I'm sure you agree with that. Yes, de- definitely at the at Stanford game. It is a very <laughs> nice game. Definitely at the, I don't know what what uh what that school I don't know I don't know about Cal but uh, definitely Stanford absolutely <laughs> it's Walter Rouse he's an All American on the field and in the classroom as well he's a finalist for the Campbell Trophy and uh, part of the National Football Foundation 64th annual awards dinner in uh, Vegas on December 6th Walter thanks for coming on this show and uh, I hope you win man thank you very much you have a great day all right you too yes um, I was kind of teasing them a little bit there, but other finalists, Iowa, good luck with that. Auburn, you can't pick somebody from the SEC. They don't go to class. Dayton, they have a football team. The University of of Illinois at Chicago, get out of here. That's like going to St. Mary's. Fordham, eh. Yale, Texas, San Antonio, St. John's of Minnesota, Mississippi State, Wayne State, that's in Detroit, Troy State, Holy Cross, get out of here. I'm Rick Till. <laughs> Come on back with Karen Lyle.
Karen Lyle with Sailsport Talk and a Sailing Science Spotlight. It's easy to see how a boat sails downwind. The wind pushes on a sail that's kept almost flat, and the boat zips along with the wind behind it. But how does a boat sail into the wind? The secret is air pressure. When a sail is angled into the wind, it curves. Some of the air streams along the inside of the sail, called the windward side, and some of the air streams along the curved outside of the sail, called the leeward side. The air traveling along the leeward side, remember that is the outside of the sail, has a longer way to go than the air on the windward side, the inside of the sail. So the wind on the leeward side has to go faster than the air on the windward side, and the air gets thinned out because it's going faster. When the air gets thinned out like that, the air pressure is higher on the inside, and that makes it a force that pushes the boat a little bit forward, but mostly sideways. If that were the whole story, a sailboat would keep slipping sideways and never get anywhere. But boats have rudders and either a keel or centerboard which extends straight down underneath the boat, and this makes it resist the slipping sideways. The result is that a boat is given a thrust by the wind that is more forward than sideways, kind of like when you push down on a watermelon seat and it shoots forward across the table. You can figure out how a sail works by putting your hand outside the window of a moving car. When you hold your palm open and flat to the wind, your hand will be forced back. This is how a sailboat moves forward when the wind is directly behind the boat and the sail is fully let out. Now, turn the side of your hand toward the front of the car and cup your fingers. As you try out different angles of approach to the wind, you will feel more or less pressure on the palm and back of your hand. That's how changes in the fullness of a sail can change the degree of forward motion created. But you can't sail directly into the wind. That is called the no-go zone, because you don't go anywhere. The sail works best on your typical sailboat when it is at an angle of 45 degrees or so. This is Karen Lyle with Sailsport Talk, and this has been a Sailing Science Spotlight, giving a shout-out to the Physics Department of the University of California at Berkeley. Thank you for that, Chris Cross, Applesauce. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. And uh, it is 940 on a Tuesday. And we check in with Karen Lyle, who co-hosts this segment with me from SailSportTalk.com. How you doing, Karen? I am doing fantastic. We had a little bit of fog out here in the San Francisco Bay. And while I was out in foggy Berkeley, I, I met our current guest and really delighted to bring him on, bring him and his wife on the show because they have made the dream come true of just going out and spending their retirement on a sailboat sailing around the world. So, Let's bring in our guest, uh, Tom Pryor and Diane Wilcock. Ladies first, Diane, living on a boat sounds great, but there are some privations. Uh, how is it going for you guys so far? Oh, it's been great. Thanks. Uh, yeah, we've been living on the boat for time, so... 
Di- is Diane there? I can hear her. But it's a it sounds like you're on a speakerphone in a gym. I can bear. I can barely, barely hear you, Diane. Yeah, I probably okay. don't use the speakerphone, just the phone. Okay, can you hear me? Oh my goodness! Now we can hear you. So, <laughs> what is boat like life? It's great. I was just saying, you know, we've been living on the boat full time for about six years now, and it's our home. So we've made it home. We've got rid of a lot of stuff. We just have the stuff we need, and uh, it, we make it work. So, um, Diane, it was a, pl- a pleasure meeting you the other day over at the, in, in Berkeley. And um, you and your husband, Tom, have been in Australia during the pandemic. And actually, I wanted to, to give a little background about Tom. Uh, Tom, you taught at OCSC, which is the sailing school that was in Berkeley for many years until the pandemic closed it down. And Inspire, and sailing Port- Inspire Sailing and Sailing Portal took over the mantle there, but you left before that to go to Australia and thought that was a three-month trip. Um, what ended up happening when the pandemic broke out? Yeah, Karen, um, it was it was before that that Diane and I decided that the time was right. We found the right boat we wanted. Unfortunately, she was in New Zealand, so we, after a couple of years of me picking up the boat and sailing it around the South Pacific, with a couple of friends, we decided to make it full-time and go live on the boat and go to all these amazing places in the South Pacific that we all dream about in Tonga and Fiji and New Caledonia. So we did that. And every cyclone season, we would return out of the cyclone area, so that particular area of latitude. And normally, we would return to New Zealand. And that became a home from home for a few years. Um, But one year... This would be 2019. We decided to go to Australia. We had both visited Australia previously and had traveled across the land. It's an amazing country, a, a, a vast landscape with amazing history and people. And it's something we thought, well, let's sail to Australia and then make our way around Australia um, slowly. But we, at the first point was a three-month visit. Well, as we know, and you know, history will, will show it, the three months got... Um, confused with or mixed up with the, the pandemic timing and with the lockdown of all the international borders and then the internal borders we were effectively stuck in Australia and, and that really was it it was a we call ourselves accidental Australians having now spent three years our three-month visit turned into three years yeah there were a lot of uh, prisoners in the 1800s that found themselves as accidental <laughs> Australians too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that might come out. Now, on this occasion, we weren't sent to Australia, but um, it has been an amazing experience, and we have a, a lot of regard. Uh, we, we've made great friends. We've done some great sailing around the uh, effectively the northeast coast of was a vast country and amazing waters and, and just great learning. Um, everywhere we sail, <laughs> every single day is different, and it's learning, and and the waters, the East Australian uh, coastline, is, is beautiful from the barrier reef up to the, the very north of the tropics and all the way down the, the East Coast. So we count ourselves very lucky to have actually done that. 
Um, Tom, you also had an opportunity to sail um, as a as a relief skipper in the Clipper Around the World race, and Sir Robin Knox Johnson is one of our favorites here on the show, and we, we so enjoy having him and also other captains. Can you tell us, this was in 2010, and it was going from San Francisco to Panama. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, how you ended up doing that journey and, um, and what it was like for you? Yes, certainly. I mean, I was a, I, I was really just a step on. Um, a very good friend of mine was one of the, the round-the-world skippers on another boat. Um, he had come into San Francisco with the fleet in 2010, and uh, they had a problem because at about the same time, there was a couple of injuries on the crossing. I think it would have been from Japan to San Francisco. And at the same time, there was an Icelandic volcano, if I remember rightly, that was spewing ash all over the normal flight path, Atlantic flight path route from Europe or the UK. So the designated skipper couldn't actually make the flight in time for the departure of the boat from San Francisco. So as with any big organization, you know, the, the timing had to carry on. I knew that other boat skipper, and he asked me if I was available, as I had local knowledge and I sailed regularly, and he knew me if I could step on and, and basically assist uh, whoever they could get in to arrive late notice. And that was really all I did, Karen. Um, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I think it was 18 or 19 crew on a 68-foot racing machine. Um, most of the crew had already uh, been on board the vessel or been on board the boat for previous legs. Others may have joined. And really, it was a classic team building and team environment. Uh, two watches, very little privacy, um, but great boats and a great experience. And again, I learned a whole lot uh, on that occasion too. And getting down to Panama was a highlight. Going through the Panama Canal and ending up in Shelter Bay on the effectively the, the uh, Caribbean side of the Panama Canal. A couple more questions here for Tom Pryor and Diane Wilcock. Diane, uh, any moments of uh, peril as you two have sailed along all these years? Um, one or two, one that I recall specifically, we, we fell into a mesocyclone, uh, which was, uh, we, we kind of saw it coming, but uh, couldn't really get out of the way. And the boat just accelerated uh to what, 15 knots in about 30 seconds. Um, that was that was interesting. Tom Tom was on the helm and steered uh, us through it. But yeah, that was uh, I think the most uh, the most perilous I would say that I recollect. Yeah, if I can come in there, Rick. we we used on certain passages um, weather routers, and uh, these are guys based on shore who are are experts on the the meteorological situation. And um, in certain passages, especially around the uh, New Zealand, and it can be pretty um, difficult and complex conditions at certain times of year. And this, on this occasion, everything was good, but we, as we say, Diane said, there was this miso, which is effectively like a, it felt like a cross between a tornado and a, and a uh, strong wind, and it just took us along for about three hours um, with rapid acceleration. Um, but our boat is strong. And um, we managed, we dealt with it. <laughs> well, that sounds like, a, you know, a, a precursor to a, America's Cup speeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, we sail fast. I and mean, we have a, an old 
It's a, an, a great American designer, Steve Dashu. We have a Dashu boat, the Deerport. We have the only custom 50 of it, of, of the design. And they, they sell fast. And um, providing we do the right things at the right time and God willing, you know, we make it through. We've not had any terrible situations, but like every time out on the water, we, we, uh, we take the, the precautions. But there are times. Um, things are thrown at us and we deal with it. You know, I also think about the lawlessness of the seas, and you could come into an island and there could be one other boat there with some dodgy people on it. So are you heavily armed on the boat? No, no, never. And when you started saying about the lawlessness of the seas, my, my thought was entirely about the, re- the relentless and unforgiving nature of the seas themselves, never about the people. We've never had a bad encounter in any harbor uh, around the world or, or yeah, any natural harbor or anchorage or marina. In fact, it's the other way around. Um, we've always had great experiences. I can recall sailing in a storm on another boat into a little harbor in trying to seek shelter on, the, on one of the Iberian islands. I think it was Menorca, and it was a terrible storm, and we found this little harbor. Um, this was years ago, taking a boat from Turkey back to San Francisco, a friend's boat. And um, in fact, it was so stormy, we sailed into the harbor, and other boats around, other people came out and, and were trying to help us, assist us as to where we could, we were going to put the anchor down, that there were moorings around. So it's always the other way around, we've always find. I'm sure there are places where that can happen. And, uh, but in terms of the island, it's never been. These are some of the friendliest places on Earth, and people have always been, um, been super good. Um, yeah, we're, we're lucky. Karen, we have time for one more I've question. Got- well, I've definitely discovered that friendly uh, cruiser um, uh, attitude because people who are sailing around the world um, see each other and, and reach out a helping hand and talk about um, what's good for, you know, what, what are the good tips and so forth. So what's your next plan? What, what, where are you you're going to go back to Australia and pick up your boat soon? Yeah, I mean, that's the plan. We, you know, this is our first trip away. Uh, we're going to go back to the UK and see family. We're catching up with people here in the US and trying to figure out about restarting our lives again here. Um, but the idea is to go back and get the boat and then make make best plans for um, either another lap around the South Pacific or sailing west, and we'll take it from there. But there's all sorts of ideas in mind. We haven't finished sailing yet. It's been a great experience, and it's what's next. Great stuff and great stories from our guests, Tom Pryor and Diane Wilcock. Thanks for coming on, you two. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks. And, uh, Thank you so much. And Karen, is that your dream to retire on a boat or not so much? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I like both. I, I think that I, I, I don't mind flying upwind and sailing downwind on different legs of journeys, but probably not going to circumnavigate, I don't think. <laughs> Sounds good. And thanks for coming on again. Of course, Karen Lyle from salesportstalk.com. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. We'll talk to you Tuesday. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a break. Come on back on Sports Byline.
Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days. All in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Where did you get those clothes? At the toilet store? I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating. All right. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. 
You may have heard me mention to uh, Walter Rouse that Stanford has suspended its own tree. Yes, there'll still be a tree. It's just that the person who's in it is going to be suspended for a while, and that's because at halftime against Arizona State, a game that Stanford won by one, uh, the tree came out with a couple other students in the middle, held up a sign that said, Stanford hates fun. And um, this is not the first time the tree has been uh, suspended. You might remember during uh, March Madness, I don't know, this is like 15 years ago, he, the tree was dancing on the court, dancing on the court, and the ref said, get off, get off, and then finally kicked the tree out of the game and the school suspended him. Another time, <clears throat> the t- we saw the tree drinking a beer. That guy got suspended, or girl. At Cal, I actually knew a girl who was Oski, and there were like three of them, and it was like a state secret. She's like, you can't tell anyone I'm Oski. That's the bear that walks around with his hands behind his back and the big stomach, kind of looks like Alfred Hitchcock a little bit. Uh, another tree was suspended for hazing. But, yeah, my favorite story, Mike McLaughlin, who I used to do shows with, no one started more games at center than him in Stanford's history. But they were standing, getting ready on the field, and the tree came over, and he's like, put your game face on, put your game face on, and screamed it in Mike's face. And so Mike just leaned his head down and just went, bonk, right in the tree's forehead. And the guy screamed, and he went to Ty Willingham's office, the head coach, and he said, can you not beat up the tree? Is it... Is it too much to ask to not beat up the tree? Um, I think what it does show, because I have a friend who went to Stanford, is that that band they have, it's just the pressure those little trust fund kids are under, they they can't take it. And that's why they have that weird band. That's all it, that's all it can be, those little silver spoon trust fund kids. All right, I'm Rick Tittle. We'll take a quick break. we got two more hours. Radio News with Lance Pride. As violence on American streets continue to burden the American dream, Chicago's violence is among the worst in the country. Last night, 14 people were shot and run over in the city's Garfield Park. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown. Uh, they're all in various conditions between uh, critical and non-life-threatening. The youngest victim is three years old. A federal judge on Monday blocked Penguin Random House from acquiring rival book publisher Simon & Schuster for about $2.18 billion. The Justice Department had said the planned merger would unlawfully lessen competition. Toyota Motor Corporation announced it still can't get its hands on enough semiconductors to meet its production goals, despite signs of excess supply elsewhere in the chip business. Toyota on Tuesday lowered its production target for the current fiscal year through March to 9.2 million units from a previous goal of 9.7 million units. President Biden is putting the blame on high gas prices on the oil companies. 
the same oil companies he deplatformed on his first day in office. The president on Monday. Give me a break. Enough is enough. Look, I'm a capitalist. You've heard me say this before. I have no problem with corporations turning a fair profit or getting a return on their investment in innovation. But this is remotely what's happening. Oil companies, record profits today, are not because they're doing something new or innovative. Their profits are a windfall of war. Astronomers have found three near-Earth asteroids that were undetected within the glare of the sun. One of the asteroids is the largest potentially hazardous objects posing a threat to Earth to be discovered in the last eight years. The asteroids belong to a group found within the orbits of Earth and Venus. USA Radio News. Stress. It never seems to end when you owe money to the IRS. What about the years of unfiled tax returns? Have you tried another tax service and gotten nowhere? Then you need Tax Alliance. Why? Years of being A-plus rated with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints sets them apart. Call 800-624-9275. That's 800-624-9275. Don't wait until the IRS attacks your wages, bank account, your home or pension, and even your Social Security check. Tax Alliance specializes in IRS tax relief programs, including the Fresh Start Initiative, which can finally free yourself from IRS. Debt. Their tax professionals can file returns, fight the IRS to substantially lower your IRS debt, or possibly even have it forgiven. If you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled tax returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call 800-624-9275. That's 800-624-9275. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. President Trump has asked the Supreme Court of the United States to block a congressional committee from obtaining his tax records from the Treasury Department. The Supreme Court and Chief Justice John Roberts on Tuesday put a temporary hold on the handover to go through and investigate the legality of obtaining such personal information and why the Democrat-controlled House Ways and Means Committee needs the information. Elon Musk is bringing in his people to inspect Twitter from top to bottom. Musk has Tesla engineers interviewing Twitter engineers to begin looking through the company's products and code. Twitter's former head of consumer product, Kayvon Bakepour, is in the building after he was fired by Twitter's former CEO back in May. David Sachs, the founding chief operating officer and product lead at PayPal, which is a former Musk company, has also been seen spotted around the hallways since the takeover. Last night's Game 3 of the World Series was rained out before the first pitch. The game will be made up tonight just after 8 p.m. Eastern from Philadelphia. A major search and rescue operation is underway Tuesday for dozens of migrants reported missing after an overloaded sailing boat they were on capsized and sank in stormy weather overnight off an island near Athens, Greece. Their Coast Guard said nine survivors, all men, had been found. The boat was carrying roughly 68 souls. Visit us online at usaradio.com. I'm Lance Pry, USA Radio News. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? We could romance the legal copy. It never gets the attention it deserves. And some lawyer worked real hard on it. So take it away, lawyer. <clears throat> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Now that was some beautiful legal. Well done, lawyer. Well done. 
Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Many sources reporting that Steve Nash has been fired as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN and others. It's pretty hilarious when it says that um, they have mutually agreed to part ways. Oh, you mean like Harbaugh and San Francisco? Mutually agreed to part ways. It's like when you sit down and... I think I think the most difficult one of all was when Jerry Jones fired Jimmy Johnson and they were sitting there together and and they said, Yeah, we we've come up with a solution ourselves. And I forget who the reporter was. They go, Jimmy, are you okay with leaving? And he had this long pause and he went, Yeah, yeah, no, that is my idea. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're not a very good liar. Which is a compliment, by the way. Mutually agreed to part ways. Can you imagine that where the <laughs> the GM and owner <clears throat> are in a meeting room and they think, you know what? We don't want Nash anymore. And at that moment, the door opens and Steve Nash walks in and he says, you know what? I don't think I want to be here anymore. And it's like, oh my gosh, we were just thinking the exact same thing. I, I can't believe it. Wow, so this isn't working. Yeah. It's like in a relationship in a movie where the guy and the girl turn to each other and they go, this isn't really working for us, is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, all the best. I hope you find what you're looking for. Steve Nash already did find what he was looking for, an NBA job in the biggest city in America. But uh, I don't know. I'm not saying he should or shouldn't have gotten fired. People will say that KD and Kyrie did him bad. Whatever. It was always a curious hire to take a guy who had never coached before and put him in charge of a payroll like that in a city like that. He wasn't a disaster, but uh, they have mutually agreed to part. Let's just make KD the head coach, right? I think that's what he wants. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Byline. Byline. 
If you have certain chronic conditions, such as heart disease, asthma, diabetes, and you're 19 years of age or older, 52, 36, 42, you may be at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a Pfizer vaccine that can help protect against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower risk response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. I'm going to ask my doctor about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800 514 0521. 800 514 0521. That's 800 514 0521. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. Hour two of titillating sports. You thought it couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes, couldn't get any better, but it's better. Rick Tittle is back. He's so great. I can't believe how awesome he is. More sports talk. Yes. Hour two of titillating sports. Hey, check out Channel 9. Check out Rick Tittle. All right, uh, thank you for that. Coming up in the next segment, Jason Gay from the Wall Street Journal will join us. Um, Some people have uh, mentioned that I should do more video stuff. So I just did a quick little 30-second or so blurb on the Steve Nash thing, and I put it on uh, Twitter, and I put it on my Facebook page. Actually, it's loading on Twitter right now. And I call it Rick Talk, not TikTok. 
it's going to catch on like wildfire. Christian in Houston, Texas. What's going on, my man? Nothing much, Rick Till. I just want to say happy belated Halloween and by extension, happy, I mean, Feliz Dilo de los Muertos. No. Ah, what am I trying to say? Dilo de los Muertos. Yes, yes. I was trying. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so tongue tied. I can't even say the doggone thing correctly. <laughs> Feliz Dilo de los Muertos. You know, rest in peace to Adam Zimmer and Takeoff. And obviously, have you, I mean, obviously, the news just came out about Steve Nash's firing. Did you really think that he was even going to be a good coach for the Nets or a good hire for them? Well, you know what they were hoping for? They were hoping for Steve Kerr, a point guard, uh, a well-respected guy, a good player, and, you know, someone who would would understand the new generation, but it didn't happen like that. I mean, come to think of it, do you think his stint probably went as well as his time as a soccer guy for Turner? Well, I mean, he does own part of the uh, Menorca team. He's a huge Tottenham Hotspur fan. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. He, I, Well, somebody else hired. Does he even want to be another coach? I don't know. Man, I mean, come to think of it, he didn't really put, a, he didn't really put forth his best effort. So I think that from the look of the message that he put out, like, minutes ago, I think he's going to stay on the sideline, so to speak. And I don't mean coaching either. I think he's about ready to retire. Like, seriously, I think he's about ready to, you know, sit down and think about his next move, so to speak. But another thing I want to talk about is there was some big excitement over the weekend with college game day going to Jackson State University. And obviously with... Jackson State living up to the hype after all these big television reports from Good Morning America and 60 Minutes and all that. Do you think that would probably lead to more people giving HBCU football the respect it deserves? Yes, and that's because, you know, it's it's the Deion Sanders factor and will he be able to resist i mean he could probably have the auburn job right now if he wanted it would he would he be able to resist um you know i i just i think about all the different ways to get publicity to hbc schools it's something that we learn in broadcasting whereas if you and i stood on the corner and held a sign that said save the whales no one would even honk but if tom cruise held the sign there'd be a hundred people in about two seconds so Name recognition. Yeah, other people, and mm-hmm. then obviously TMZ would put the footage online. Yes. But I get what you mean by that because of the fact that, you know, because people thought of HBCUs as just so, oh, these schools suck at football. They have the first basketball conference on the planet. They're not good. I mean, how would that explain last year's upset for Texas Southern over Florida? <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I mean, listen, um, it, it's it, it was a huge thing for him to get a couple of blue chip recruits. Um, I, I think that, you know, that's all based on him. And it has nothing to do with the academics at these schools. But these blue chip players want to play in the NFL. 
And so they want to go to a school that will get them into the first round. And this is why Najee Harris left the Bay Area for Alabama. He wanted to win a national championship and play in the NFL, and that's exactly what happened. So um, HB, HSBC... I mean, anything, when it comes down to Jackson State, I think Travis Hunter and Shadour Sanders probably have first-round potential. I mean, wouldn't you say so? Say again? I think that Dion's son, Shadour, S-H-E-D-E-U-R, Sanders, and Travis Hunter, the guy that they just got out of big-time recruiting offers this past year, if he does, if they do play well, continue to play well, I think they're going to be first-round potential. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, yeah, of course, of course. And another thing I want to ask, I know this may have flown under the radar, but the XFL just released their new team name logo. I'm pretty sure Dominic has that, you know, already set up. If y'all haven't <laughs> talked about it yesterday, but with these new team names and logos, and I know that you were around when the USFL was originally popular, mm-hmm. but with these new identities, do you think that's going to get a few butts and seats to actually care about this product? Now, this is the USFL, right? Not the no, XFL. 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 Okay, XFL. Um, well, this is breaking news. Uh, so I have to now look up XFL names because I remember going to see the San Francisco Demons. Yeah, here it is. Let's see. Uh, Arlington Renegades. I guess that's Arlington, Virginia. Uh, no. No. Oh, Texas. <laughs> Arlington, Texas. You're right. Where the Bob Stoops is the head coach. You're right. Where the Rangers used to play. DC mm-hmm. Defenders, Houston Roughnecks. Roughnecks, of course, people work on the pipeline. Orlando Guardians, San Antonio Brahmas. Those are Bulls. Seattle Sea yep. Dragons, St. Louis Battlehawks, Vegas Vipers. And this is Rod Woodson is the coach of the Vipers. Anthony Becht is the head coach in St. Louis. Jim Hazlitt in Seattle. Heinz Ward in San Antonio. Terrell Buckley in Orlando. Wade Phillips, of course, in Houston. Reggie Barlow in D.C. And as I mentioned, Bob Stoops in Dallas. Hmm. I mean, obviously, I know it's going to take like months for them to curate rosters and all that get local signings like how they used to do in the first two iterations of the XFL and obviously the USFL back in the day. But obviously it's not going to take, I mean, obviously it's not going to take anything out the NFL's pocket, but let's just say if they keep, if they keep at it with the fact that they have connections to Jackson state, to, you know, all these great talents from, the lower FBS and the high FCS ranks, do you think that's going to lead to a great product? Yes, if they keep recruiting like they do. And look, it's a possibility they could have some kind of minor miracle, and it would be a minor miracle to get all the the top recruits there. But it takes one. you got to crawl before you can walk. But I think, unfortunately, 
for Jackson State is that Deion Sanders is not going to be able to turn down like the Florida State job, his alma mater. No, and there's no way. And then I think they'll go back maybe not into anonymity. Remember, they've already had one coach call out Deion uh, for being uh, too much of a big-time Charlie. Anyway, I I think that was was Grambling, Hugh Jackson. That, hey, anyway, I got to run, uh, Charlie. I got to run, Christian. But thanks. It's okay, Rick Tittle. Thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you. All on right, get media and get your get your roughneck tickets right now. <laughs> I'll be sure to find out more if they're going to be airing on the radio, so I'll be listening to them. All <laughs> right, good stuff. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll come on back on the other side with Jason Gay. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free products. Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. Are you looking to start a business? From side hustles to major business opportunity? Franchise 123 connects franchise buyers with sellers. And we have over 4,000 franchises for you to choose from. In one simple 30-second call, our live agents will sign you up to the platform. This is not a hard sales call either. We give you free access to our database. Yes, free access. No cost. We are the largest online franchise database in the world. You can find 95% of all businesses. Buying a franchise 
business doesn't have to be complicated. We make it easy. And right now, some have no startup fees. You can turn your special skill into a franchise business or go full scale with all the top franchise businesses in the world. Sign up with Franchise 123 now and get your free guide to franchise success now. Call 800-433-0539, 800-433-0539, or text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Text FRANCHISE123 to 63566. Oh, come now. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> we all have our idiosyncrasies. wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. All right. Uh, that's elaborate. Welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Wall Street Journal writer uh, Jason Gay. He has a new book called I Wouldn't Do That If I Were Me. Modern Blunders and Modest Triumphs, but Mostly Blunders. Jason, uh, you've written a book before. Uh, you knew what you were doing here. Why was this the, the right way to go? What, what, what are we doing here with this one? Uh, look, I'm just trying to make you laugh here. This is a short, funny book. I can assure you it's at least short. The idea is to sort of take, you know, these last few, few years, which, you know, for everybody have been rather chaotic, and try to make a little bit of humorous sense of them. And, you know, for anybody who reads me in the Wall Street Journal, they'll certainly find the tone of it familiar uh, but also sort of branching out and to write about things that aren't the typical stuff that I do, which is sports at the journal. So um, when you started compiling this list, what were some of the things that were the tri- – let's start with some of the triumphs since those were, uh, <laughs> those were at a premium. Well, I find that the triumphs and the blunders kind of are, you know, opposite sides of the same coin. You know, I think that, you know, for example, I write in there a good deal about, you know, sports parenting in 2022. And all of us who in that arena know what a, you know, occasionally bizarre and heated environment that is, but also what a wonderful environment it is to see your children thrive in those kind of situations. But, you know, you're also watching your back as a parent to make sure that you're not putting them in any kind of toxic environments or you know, as a parent, creating the toxic environment. So that's one area that I wanted to get into, wanted to talk about, you know, family life during the pandemic and after the pandemic and, you know, all of us, you know, uh, trying to make accommodations about whether it was ourselves working from home or other people we knew working from home, the whole economy change and everything like that. Uh, and then, you know, veering a little bit into stuff like golf, fishing, you know, things that I've become passionate about over the last few years. But I don't want to give you the wrong impression. I'm I'm terrible at both of those things. <laughs> yeah, I started playing pickleball in a pandemic, and as someone who's played tennis my whole life, I you think the ball's going to do something, and it doesn't because you're just waving this big ping pong paddle at it. And I also didn't realize the cacophony of noise that sports makes too. <laughs> Can we talk about that for quite a bit? For a bit, because you know you are not alone. This is you know often referred to as. Uh, fastest growing sport in America. And I can see the appeal. I played it too. And I grew up with tennis, but I played it, you know, listen, you can learn it in five minutes, 10 minutes. 
you know, you don't have to run around an awful lot. It's a great sport to play with, friends, family. Um, but, yeah, it is one unattractive-sounding sport. And I think that the two of us should get together. Anybody who can make a, a pickleball racket and ball sound better than it currently sounds is going to make a billion dollars because there is an audio aspect to that sport, which is just horrible. <laughs> I also think it's interesting, too, because I've interviewed serious pickleball players and officials, and I, I talked about, you know, can you believe someone's paying more than 20 bucks for one of these paddles? And, and they're like, well, no, these are, I mean, it's worth every penny to get them. Like, oh, are, they, are they defensive about that, or do they get defensive about the noise and stuff like that? They, they do agree on the noise, but they get very defensive when I say you can literally take a piece of plywood, and it's the same thing. And, uh, yeah, because I'm stepping on their feet. I don't want to do that. Um, we're speaking uh, with uh, Jason Gay. His new book from uh, Hatchet uh, Publishing is uh, out today. Um, listen, when we get into some of these other sports issues uh, as well, um, I wanted to ask you about the World Series because mm. how I don't know how many times a World Series game is rained out and nobody even really noticed. Uh, <laughs> it, it's kind of, I mean, we did have Halloween and Monday Night Football, whatever, but... Yeah. Are, are we getting to the point now where, uh, I don't want to say on life support, but are, is it getting kind of dangerous? Well, I think we are in a point where baseball has been basically regionalized. It is it has become a sport where were you to walk in the city limits of Philadelphia or Houston, you would be very aware of the fact that there is a World Series going on. Those towns are electric with excitement about the possibility of winning a World Series, especially a place like Philadelphia, which kind of roared uh, – from behind to you know third place finish in the NL East to, to make it here, um, but you don't have that kind of national compulsion that you once had. I mean, you and I probably grew up at a time where, you know, we knew that the World Series was being played by X team and X team, and it was something that we tuned into even if our favorite teams weren't watching. I think that has dissipated significantly and concerningly. I mean, it's not sufficient, you know, to, for a national sport to the only popular in the two locations that it's happening. And I don't know how you bring it back. You know, people get very uh, hopeful at the possibility you get like a New York versus L.A. Um, championship. But, you know, we've had close to that, and it hasn't borne out any sort of real, um, you know, propulsive effect on the sport. It is a sport that I, I, I fear has become, again, sort of a feast of regionalism. You know, you see crazy scenes in places like San Diego, all the fans going crazy there. Everybody knows St. Louis is an incredible baseball town, Chicago, incredible baseball town, lots of great baseball towns. But in terms of just commanding that national narrative in a way that the NFL does, or even like basketball does, I just don't see it anymore. Well, and then I guess you could make a connection to the fact that for the first time in, in my lifetime, and uh, there's no African-Americans in the World Series. And when I was playing Little League in the in the 70s and in high school baseball in the 80s, uh, it was more than 25%. And there are, of course, people of African heritage, but African-Americans now weigh under 10% in, in Major League Baseball. And you think about uh, what drives this country, what's cool, um, you know, African-American culture is very much a part of telling us, sometimes white people, what's cool because we're a little more nerdy, if I can, like, generalize. So is there a direct correlation there? I mean, I think that there's no question that there is a significant deficit in the sport when you're talking about black players. I mean, you have, uh, you know, only to look at the manager of Houston, uh, Dusty Baker, you know, mm -hmm. came of age as superstar in Major League Baseball at a time when there were black superstars basically on every team. 
And they dominated the conversation, and they were terrific athletes and individuals. And, you know, as you note, you know, there was a broader national conversation that was happening around the sport. Now, I would, you know, be wrong if I didn't mention the fact that we have an enormous amount of Caribbean-based, Latin American-based athletes who are in the sport who are making incredibly colorful contributions to the sport. But I don't dispute for a moment that, you know, when you're talking about, you know, a whole section of American athletes who aren't participating in the sport at the volume to sort of create, you know, new stars, that's a huge problem. And you know who says that most of all? Dusty. You know, Dusty's out front saying, like, this is disgraceful. You know, we need to work on our development nationally as a sport, and it has to come from the top down in order to rectify that situation. Because you're absolutely right. You know, if you are going to make any claim to yourself as being an American pastime, the sport needs to be reflective of something more than one thing. Yeah, well said. One more question for you. I know a lot of people in New York City during the pandemic, they got out, they went to the Hamptons. You said, I'm getting out of the city. I'm going to Baltimore. <laughs> How did that work? So, you know, my wife is from here, and we used to come down here, you know, for holidays and so on. And I always loved this place. You know, it's a smaller city, of course. Um, you know, people tend to know each other. Uh, she's got a lot of family down here. I got young children. I need all the free babysitting I can possibly get. But like a lot of people in New York, you know, we were sitting there in an apartment that was only getting smaller as the kids got bigger. We needed trees. We needed grass. We found it here. And, you know, we're not looking back. I, I you know, love New York. It'll always be part of my life. But, you know, there is something to be said for being in a place where you can kind of get on the road and get out of town and see some ocean or trees or forest or hillside pretty quickly. And, and that's a little bit harder to do in New York. Yeah. Where are we in the pendulum swing for Baltimore between being the charm city and Amsterdam from The Wire? You know, I think that no question The Wire has an impact upon people's perception of the city. But I think if you speak to people who live here, you know, there is a much richer uh, more energized and enthusiastic kind of place where, you know, like any American city, there are you know, considerable problems. But, you know, the spirit of the city, the electricity of the city, the creativity of the city, I mean, the art and the food and just the excitement around Baltimore. Hey, the Orioles were even good this summer. Um, there's a lot to be said for this town, and I'm a big fan. Great stuff from Jason Gay. Make sure to pick up the new book from Hatchet Publishing just out today. I wouldn't do that if I were me. Modern blunders and modest triumphs, but mostly blunders. And, of course, you can read Jason in the uh, Wall Street Journal and pick up his previous book, Little Victories. Jason, thanks for coming on the show. Congratulations on the book. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great day. Okay, you too. And, uh, yeah, I, I hate even bringing up the the wire because I just thought, you know, it'd be funny in between, as I said, those two stark contrasts there. But yet on the other hand, you know, as somebody who, you know, my my grandmother was born and raised in Oakland. My dad was born and raised in Oakland. The first house, I was born in Richmond Hospital, but I came home to Oakland. We lived in Maxwell Park uh, <clears throat> when I was a baby. And, um, you know, I'd be like, oh, Oakland, oh. I can't believe. <laughs> so I understand what it's like. And and he's right. I mean, you can go to Skid Row in most uh, American cities. You just try to avoid Skid Row if you can. I think that's probably a good lesson. When we come back, we'll talk Great British Bake Off with Lottie Bedlow.
Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Do you want to know the secret to putting extra money back in your pocket? Then switch your car insurance. And now you can make one phone call and shop dozens of insurance companies. Just like buying airline tickets where it's easy to make one call that has all the best deals. We have great deals with most of the major top rated insurance companies. We are your superstore for car insurance. We've switched people from their expensive car insurance plans and saved them hundreds of dollars a year. If you think you're paying too much for your car insurance, call now. It's easy to switch, and in five minutes, yes, just five minutes, you'll learn how much money you can save on your car insurance. Save yourself some money this year. Call now for your car insurance. Call e-insurance now for your free car insurance quote. 800-298-9093. 800-298-9093. 800-298-9093. That's 800-298-9093. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad. Or an art critic. That painting is bad. I'm so disgusted by Rick Tittle 
that I find him very intoxicating. <laughs> All right, whatever works. Rick Tittle with you nationally, syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on American Forces Radio Network. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show Lottie Bedlow, and uh, you might have seen her on the great British Bake Off Season 11. She has a book. It's called Baking Imperfect. Lottie, welcome to the show. And uh, first of all, uh, what area of the UK uh, are you from? So, uh, firstly, thank you for having me. Um, I am from the coast, so Brighton, near Brighton. Um, But so far over here, I'm in New York at the moment. I'm here for a couple of weeks talking about the book, and I'm telling people I'm from London because it's just easier. (laughs) A few years ago, I was at the Amex uh, down there seeing Brighton and Hove Albion uh, play uh, Tottenham. No way. Yeah. So are you, are you from Brighton proper or are you from like Poole or, uh, you know, where are you from? Uh, I live, I live um, in a place called Littlehampton, which is a very, very tiny place about 40 minutes away from Brighton. So, again, we're getting into like small town chat now. I mean, if you'd heard of Littlehampton, I'd be surprised. I saw them play at Wembley because they made it through on the FA Vars. I went to go and see them play at Wembley, and you could just see all of our kind of small-town Littlehampton people just very shocked to be in Wembley Stadium. <laughs> you know, their uh, gaffer, Graham Potter, just moved to Chelsea. He's now a big-time Charlie. Well, you know, it's all going on in British football. I mean, <laughs> soccer, whatever. This, I'm finding it very confusing, <laughs> soccer, football, chat over here. All right, Baking Imperfect. Uh, there's, very, uh, there's power in words, power in the title of the book. Why was this the perfect title for your new book? So I think with the book, I wanted to make it really, really clear to I wanted to remind people that baking isn't about this end result of perfection. We kind of see these things on Instagram, we see things on TV, and we think that we aren't able to recreate those things, and therefore we don't try. And so Baking Imperfect for me is about encouraging people to just have a go and get stuck in and to remember that baking is just about having a laugh and that the end result, as long as it tastes good, no one cares what it looks like. There's a term in soccer when someone flubs his lines or messes up. They said he's made a hash of it or a dog's dinner of it. Yeah. And so (laughs) what you're saying, it's quite okay to make a hash of it. It's absolutely right to make a hash of it. You make hash browns with hash, right? So it's all good. good. I always liked when I I spent many a day in England. And uh, Shrove Tuesday is one way of saying it. But I like saying pancake day. Yeah. Do you not have that over here? We do not have pancake day. We call it we call thought, it we call it fat we call it Fat Tuesday and we all get drunk because Lent is about to start. Amazing. Well, maybe we should take that back to the UK. That sounds great. I'm sure everyone would be up for that over there. So <laughs> I, I had no idea. I thought because you guys you guys love pancakes over here. I know. I kind of thought it was an American thing, quite honestly. Yeah. Crazy. Yes. So, um, you're are you? You know, I'm not going to say you're drunk with fame, but what's it like being recognized now? Um, I think I'm lucky in that uh, it was it was COVID when my series came out, and I think that I was walking around with uh, glasses and a uh, face mask for the majority of the time that it was streaming, and um, I got away with not being recognised a few times. And I think the weird stuff being over here, I've been recognised a couple of times, which is odd. But the first time I got recognised, they thought I was Emma Stone, so that actually didn't count as being recognised. Um, I think I kind of handle it okay, but I'm still shocked and surprised that people come up to me. Like, they think that they know me because they see me on the show, and so they greet me like an old friend, and I have no idea who they are. But I, I'm learning how to, how to react. Well, being mistaken for Emma Stone is not a bad thing. Oh, hey, it's a massive compliment. It's a massive compliment for sure. 
So, uh, how far are you from the Castle Arendelle? Oh, that's really close. Really, really close to where I live. Okay, because I've been there. I love that place. Yeah, it's stunning. Stunning. And it's, like, actually owned by someone who still lives there. Like, he has a family seat in Arundel Castle, and he is a duke and goes up to, you know, visit royalty and all the rest of it. He actually lives there. We had an ice hockey player here in the Bay Area for the San Jose Sharks. His name was Aaron Dell. And I said, hey, when you're in the pipes, you're, the, you're the castle Aaron Dell. No one knew what I was talking about. <laughs> it's a pretty niche reference. I, I get it. Yes. <laughs> it's, it is very much niche. Uh, we are speaking with Lottie Bedlow. So um, you think about, well, how many recipes? You know, you've got four or five favorites. Eighty-eight zero recipes, Lottie. Yeah, it's a lot. It took a long time, seven months of me locked away in a basement kitchen uh, coming up with these ideas. I wrote them all myself. They are based on my favorite recipes, things I think work. Um, so it's definitely a labor of love. Um, and I hope there's something in there for everyone, kind of bittersweet, bit of savory, bit of pastry, uh, some cakes and bread. Yeah, I think there's a bit of everything. You know, I... Everyone is supposed to be this renaissance man now that, oh, I love cooking. I I don't like cooking, but I do like baking. I think it's fun to make bread or a pie or a cake or cookies and put them in the oven and see what happens than to like sit there on an open range and to keep throwing in salt and paprika and garlic and whatever. (laughs) I, I don't know. I just find that I find baking a lot more soothing and rewarding myself. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that there's something about the magic of baking, like you have these ingredients, you just mix them all together and something beautiful comes out the other end. There's something, like, I still find it magical that I can turn stuff out in the kitchen. Me, uh, you know, I don't have any formal training. I just taught myself through trial and error and watching YouTube. So if I can do it, then anyone can. So um, for you, uh, what would be your perfect pudding? So when you say pudding, do you mean what I mean? I mean your dessert, dessert. yes. <laughs> okay, my favorite dessert. Proper pudding. So I think, yeah, okay. So I think you can't go wrong um, with a with a tart or a brownie. And I have a recipe in the book which is called Brat versus Townie, which is me saying basically I couldn't decide between a, a brownie and a tart. So I put a brownie in a tart case. So it's like a um, brownie with ganache and then a, a pastry base. And it has the combination that you want in everything kind of gooey, kind of fudgy, chocolatey, serve it with a raspberry coulis or something like that, cuts through nicely. So I think a combination of all, I want to hit all of those flavor notes with my perfect dessert. Now, I just heard you say pastry like us. I thought, I thought your lot said pastry. No, no, we definitely say pastry. Well, I got made fun of for saying because there was a place at the tube called Tasty Pastry and they go, it's tasty pastry, like, pas- like pasta, not pasta in it. And so then, I don't know. Honestly, I think, I think they were having you on. They were pulling my leg. They were pulling your leg, yeah. <laughs> Pull the other one. <laughs> um, <laughs> not to name drop, but I will. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had Nigella Lawson on the show. And I wow. asked, and I asked her uh, about gluten-free bread. And she said, I have singularly failed at gluten-free bread. I can't make a good one. What have you tried to make and it just has not come off yet? Yeah, um, I, I'm with Nigella on that. I mean, gluten-free bread is, is very hard to get right. But I think the thing that I, my nemesis is uh, macaron, and I can't do it. Um, I've tried. 
I've researched it. I've looked into the science of it. I've thrown away all the recipes and tried to do it through love and intuition. I, I cannot do it. Um, and I also think they're overrated. Multicolored little circle things. Nice texture, but just sweet. They don't really taste of anything. Um, so I've given up on those. Now, when you make bickies, are you going with some very posh macarons or are you keeping it uh, very uh, simple? I think that, honestly, just keeping it simple with the flavors. The book itself kind of gives you those building blocks to keep things really simple, teaching you about kind of the ratios of what you can do with what you can mess around with when it comes to sugar and butter and raising agent. But then it kind of gives you the freedom to do those flavors and things to make it more exciting and more to your taste. So I think keep it simple, but just add a little flavor twist where you can. You know, you mentioned the pandemic over here in the United States. It seemed like a lot of Americans were trying their hand at banana bread. Um, there's, oh. no, there's no doubt that cooking and baking went way up. What, what did you find during that time? So that is the time that I was filming in the tent. So um, I was on the show in 2020 and we were having to practice for the show and we couldn't get hold of flour because everyone was out there baking banana bread. Um, so we had to get it shipped in. Uh, the production company had to get it sent to us in 50 kilo bags um, at a time from the local mill because we couldn't get hold of the bread because everyone was busy making their sourdough and their banana bread at home. So, yeah, it was it was definitely a great time to be a baker if you were at home with access to ingredients. Not so great if you were prepping to be on the, like, the biggest baking show in the world. <laughs> By the way, I... Um, huge fan of the Mighty Boosh and the, the IT club. What's it like hanging out with Noel Fielding? Oh, Noel Fielding is just exactly how you want him to be. He's so, so strange. And I'd say that 80% of the footage of me and Noel ended up on the cutting room floor, never to be seen again, because it was just completely unusable footage. We were chatting absolute rubbish. Um, he's, he's completely mad. He's brilliant. He's a comic genius. And yeah, he's just great fun to hang around with. Now, I know you're a panto producer. How many times have you had to sit through Dick Whittington? <laughs> Dick Whittington is actually the worst-selling pantomime of all of them. Um, <laughs> I think people go for the name and then are disappointed when they don't, when they don't get what, what they think they're, what they're paying for. Um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's actually the worst one out there. But, yeah, I've seen my fair share of rubbish pantos over the years. And this is where you're allowed to say, oh, no, you haven't. Oh, oh no, you have. Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think you can tell there's, there's not many Americans that are immersed in uh, in your culture as I am. Um, one no, yes, please. one final question for you: what What is the just the absolute jewel of the book? Like, it's like what what's what's the recipe here that is going to? And it's not like oh, I've improved the chocolate chip cookie, but what what is your favorite recipe in it? Hmm, it's a good question. I think the nacho bread um, is one I'm very proud of. That is literally as it sounds. So I wanted to get the flavors of nachos, um, kind of the nachos that you would have with all the dips. And I wanted to put that in a tear and share bread so that you could have both of the combinations kind of together watching football, whatever it is. You put a nacho tear and share bread in the middle and it's full of kind of the guacamole, the sour cream, the salsa, the cheese. It's all in the bread. And it's gone down pretty well with family. I think that's probably my favorite recipe. If you're eating it whilst watching football, it would be nacho, very macho, right? Oh, lovely, yeah. You watch it during rugby and you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) The book, Baking Imperfect, 80 recipes from huge TV star Lottie Bedlow from Great British Bake Off. Lottie, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. All right, uh, no doubt. And... uh, 
I mean, an interesting show so far, a heartbreaking interview. It was hard to listen to Juan Reyes. I just feel so bad for him suffering with ALS. We had a Stanford tackle on Walter Rouse. We talked to a couple that live on a boat. We have a guy that just wrote a book, and I just did 14 minutes talking about British baking. Uh, anybody else in the country, do this job. You know how much I get paid? Ten cents an hour. Come on back on Sports Violent. either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? We can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents or having to waste time showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your house to foreclosure. If you have equity in your home, we'll buy your home and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call now before your situation gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just need anymore and get the cash you need today. Call this number now. 800-950-8218. 800-950-8218. 800-950-8218. 800-950-8218. That's 800-950-8218. Paid for by Want to Sell. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Wait! 
She must have meant 10 o'clock at night. Do you think? Why would she have you meet her in a bar at 10 in the morning? <laughs> I just figured she was a raging alcoholic. wish you would try and slap Rick Tittle's mama's face. He would clown you. All right. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, the breaking news this morning. Can you hear the glass coming from uh, Brooklyn? Is that uh, Steve Nash has been fired or mutually parted ways, Uh, which is stupid. Don't mutually part ways from that thing. Rick talk, knock tick tock. Um, Steve Nash has already, by the way, went to Santa Clara, where my dad went to college and where I used to go to coaching camps. The only school that gave me a scholarship coming out of Vancouver. Steve Nash, though, tweeted, Thank you, Brooklyn. A very heartfelt thanks to Joe and Clara Sai, along with Sean Marks, for giving me the opportunity to coach the Brooklyn Nets. It was an amazing experience with many challenges that I'm incredibly grateful for. It was a pleasure to work with the players, performance team, and front office every day. Well, as you might remember, um, there was a lot of drama there. He comes in and, you know, they waited for Kevin Durant to get healthy for a year after getting hurt in the finals or the playoffs with the Warriors. And he comes over for all the money and then he's healthy, but now Kyrie won't get vaccinated. And so for most of the season, Kyrie only played road games and then in the offseason, Kevin Durant said, uh, fire Steve Nash and GM Sean Marks or trade me now. And then once the season started getting closer, they're like, well, it's okay. Now nah, I'll be all right. Well, they're two and five, and uh, he's fired. And so when you get fired after seven games, that mean you, means you were basically already hanging by a thread uh, at that point. All right, in the third hour, J.D. Sharp and Murr from Impractical Jokers. That's uh, James Murphy. He's got a book. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back. I'm Byline. Radio News with Lance Pride. As violence on American streets continue to burden the American dream, Chicago's violence is among the worst in the country. Last night, 14 people were shot and run over in the city's Garfield Park. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown. Uh, they're all in various conditions between uh, critical and non-life threatening. The youngest victim is three years old. 
A federal judge on Monday blocked Penguin Random House from acquiring rival book publisher Simon & Schuster for about $2.18 billion. The Justice Department had said the planned merger would unlawfully lessen competition. Toyota Motor Corporation announced it still can't get its hands on enough semiconductors to meet its production goals, despite signs of excess supply elsewhere in the chip business. Toyota on Tuesday lowered its production target for the current fiscal year through March to 9.2 million units from a previous goal of 9.7 million units. President Biden is putting the blame on high gas prices on the oil companies, the same oil companies he deplatformed on his first day in office. The president on Monday. Give me a break. Enough is enough. Look, I'm a capitalist. You've heard me say this before. I have no problem with corporations turning a fair profit and getting a return on their investment in innovation. But this is remotely what's happening. Oil companies, record profits today, are not because they're doing something new or innovative. Their profits are a windfall of war. Astronomers have found three near-Earth asteroids that were undetected within the glare of the sun. One of the asteroids is the largest potentially hazardous objects posing a threat to Earth to be discovered in the last eight years. The asteroids belong to a group found within the orbits of Earth and Venus. USA Radio News. Stress. It never seems to end when you owe money to the IRS. What about the years of unfiled tax returns? Have you tried another tax service and gotten nowhere? Then you need Tax Alliance. Why? Years of being A-plus rated with a Better Business Bureau with no consumer complaints sets them apart. Call 800-624-9275. That's 800-624-9275. Don't wait until the IRS attacks your wages, bank account, your home or pension, and even your Social Security check. Tax Alliance specializes in IRS tax relief programs, including the Fresh Start Initiative, which can finally free yourself from IRS. Debt. Their tax professionals can file returns, fight the IRS to substantially lower your IRS debt, or possibly even have it forgiven. If you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes, have unfiled tax returns, or have a payment plan and are still frustrated, call 800-624-9275. That's 800-624-9275. Tax Alliance, your tax resolution solution. President Trump has asked the Supreme Court of the United States to block a congressional committee from obtaining his tax records from the Treasury Department. The Supreme Court and Chief Justice John Roberts on Tuesday put a temporary hold on the handover to go through and investigate the legality of obtaining such personal information and why the Democrat-controlled House Ways and Means Committee needs the information. Elon Musk is bringing in his people to inspect Twitter from top to bottom. Musk has Tesla engineers interviewing Twitter engineers to begin looking through the company's products and code. Twitter's former head of consumer product, Kayvon Bakepour, is in the building after he was fired by Twitter's former CEO back in May. David Sachs, the founding chief operating officer and product lead at PayPal, which is a former Musk company, has also been seen spotted around the hallways since the takeover. Last night's Game 3 of the World Series was rained out before the first pitch. The game will be made up tonight just after 8 p.m. Eastern from Philadelphia. A major search and rescue operation is underway Tuesday for dozens of migrants reported missing after an overloaded sailing boat they were on capsized and sank in stormy weather overnight off an island near Athens, Greece. Their Coast Guard said nine survivors, all men, had been found. The boat was carrying roughly 68 souls. Visit us online at usaradio.com. I'm Lance Pry, USA Radio News. 
Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? We could romance the legal copy. It never gets the attention it deserves. And some lawyer worked real hard on it. So take it away, lawyer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Now that was some beautiful legal. Well done, lawyer. Well done. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812. Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate that guy. I love that guy. Oh my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch. Thank you for that, and uh, welcome back to the uh, show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast, border to border, and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. This is what we're here for, to talk sports. We'll get into the NFL trading deadline. Some more big names have moved in the last 24 hours, which we will do. Um, I was mentioning earlier with uh, Christian about you know Deion Sanders being mentioned for the Auburn job, and he definitely... I think would uh, have it. But um, on 60 Minutes a couple weeks ago, he was asked straight up if he would consider a Power 5 job. And um, he kind of downplayed it. <laughs> I'm already hearing Matt Rule. Matt Rule uh, getting $8 million a year to not coach. I don't know. Jeff Grimes, he's one of the hot names. He's the Baylor offensive coordinator, and he's got ties to Auburn because he was the guy under Gene Chizik when they won the national championship. So that could be a name. There's also a guy under 30 named Kevin Dillingham, the Oregon OC, 29-year-old who's hot. A name that I don't know, Jamie Chadwell, the Coastal Carolina head coach, doing a good job with the Chanticleers. I don't know why he's mentioned. Outside is he must be a good coach. <clears throat> and Kevin Steele, the Miami defensive coordinator, also ties back to Auburn when Malzahn uh, was there. Although he, uh, as a defensive coordinator at Miami, not going uh, swimmingly well. But the other thing is Kevin Steele is 64 years old. I don't know. Is that ageism? It could be. 
And of course, Lane Kiffin will get mentioned and Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze, he's the coach at Liberty, 53 years old. Uh, I think he would crawl on his hands and knees to get out of there to uh, coach and uh, Auburn. A little war eagle right there. War eagle. All right, 1-800-878-PLAY. We're going to talk to J.D. Sharp. We're going to talk at 1140, actually. We moved him. And then we'll have Murr at 1120. Come on back. This report is sponsored by IBM. Fantasy football season is officially underway. And IBM and ESPN are teaming up once again to give ESPN fantasy football players the competitive edge with the artificial intelligence of IBM Watson. New this year, Trade Analyzer with Watson uses AI to analyze vast quantities of data to help ESPN Fantasy League players of all skill levels understand the value of a potential trade for them and their opponents. Trade Analyzer with Watson turns information such as player stats and scores, which is then turned into meaningful insights to help with roster decisions. Player Insights with Watson returns to help ESPN Fantasy Football players make sense of matchups, analyze players' boom or bust chances, and assess the impact of injuries on their rosters. Corey Shelton, IBM Technical Program Director, Sports and Entertainment Partnerships. For six years, IBM and ESPN have partnered on the co-creation of AI models that turn the treasure trove of fantasy football data into insights to make the digital experience more informative and engaging. For more information, visit ibm.com sports. Remember in the beginning when you first started to build a life for you and your family? You never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams... You're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-943-2153. That's 800-943-2153. Hey, Pack Rat. Yeah, you. Are you moving cross country and you just don't know who to call? Call us right now. Listen, you've probably seen one of our containers in your neighborhood. But did you know that we can help you move anywhere in the United States? It's real simple. We'll drop a container off at the location you tell us to bring it to. You pack up your valuable possessions at your leisure. They stay safe right in your home. And when you're ready, call us. We'll come and pick up the container and give you a scheduled date of when your furniture and the other possessions will be at your new home. So if you're moving across country or across town, be a pack rat. Join the pack rat family. Call pack rat right now for your free quote. See y'all later, pack rats. Call 800-569-7208. 800-569-7208. That's 800-569-7208. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Titillating Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a he's so handsome. He's a genius. 
coming up next, Rick Tittle. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show. We're going to do a real quick segment here because we need to bring in Murr, James Murray from Impractical Jokers. He wrote a book. It's a very funny book. Uh, we've seen some blockbusters go down already. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, a guy who already paid dividends with his uh, hat trick uh, over the uh, weekend. But um, now we are hearing that uh, Chase Claypool uh, has been uh, traded. And um, apparently the Steelers are receiving the Bears' original second-round pick for Claypool. Uh, so that's uh, that's going. So the Bears have swooped in to Pittsburgh and uh, landed uh, him. Um, it may be a good time to remind everyone, too, that the Cowboys only got a fifth-round pick for Amari Cooper. The Steelers are getting a second-round pick for Chase Claypool, and that's after Dallas paid a first-round pick to Oakland uh, at the time. That'll definitely help uh, Justin's fields. Th- th- this is not, um, <clears throat> and this is the pick they just received for Roquan Smith, who went to Baltimore. And Roquan Smith was a guy who needed it. But, I mean, the Bears needed a number two receiver in the worst way. And Kill Harry, who I loved at Arizona State, he looked like he was going to fill that role with Dante Pettis. Uh, but uh, it just hasn't worked out for them. Um, we also have seen uh, a trade <clears throat> for uh, Hawkinson. Remember the uh, the big tight end out of Iowa? It was uh, he and Noah Fant that were going to be the uh, the huge uh, tight ends in that draft, and Detroit took Hawkinson, and now he has been dealt to the Minnesota Vikings. He was the eighth overall pick just three years ago. He's one of the top tight ends um, in his age group. And if you think about that, they've already given him a fifth-year option, $9.4 million. And, um, you know, trading him in your own division, along with a fourth-round pick in exchange for a second and a third. But Hawkinson is on pace to finish with career numbers. He leads all tight ends in the NFL with 15.2 yards per catch. Not Darren Waller, who's always heard. Not George Kittle. Not Andrews, not Kelsey, but 26 catches for 395 yards and three touchdowns. Um, He did go to the Pro Bowl two years ago. He instantly is now the Vikings' number one tight end, uh, even after Irv Smith Jr. returns uh, from uh, being injured. But, I mean, listen, Detroit absolutely should be dealing ahead of the deadline. They should, but why on earth would you sell off one of your few proven building blocks to a division rival for a second-round pick? I mean, it, it's just, uh, I, I don't understand it. Um, but what it is, is, I mean, you could just, as an Oakland A's fan, this is how I look at it, they probably figured, well, we're going to have to pay this guy someday. <laughs> Which is hella weak, but it's true. I'm sure that's probably what it was. We're going to have to pay this guy. That's fine. Uh, By the way, the Seahawks have signed LaCron Tweadwell. Um, He's come in. Um, We're still looking at other names out there. Brandon Cooks is a name we've been looking at. Uh, Also been looking at uh, Kareem Hunt and others. But uh, it's got to get done today or uh, that's going to be it. All right. uh, We'll take a quick break here coming up in a second, and then we're going to bring in 
Murr. That's uh, James R. Murray. He's the from Impractical Jokers, and he has a book. So come on back. Are you 60 plus and love to travel? Introducing the Senior Travel Discount Network, brought to you by Low Cost Airlines. Call us anytime, day or night, and save up to 75% on your airline and hotel reservations. We can help you save a ton of money to fly almost anywhere. We have inside discounts on over 500 airlines and 500,000 hotels worldwide. And when you call and mention the discount code 60 plus, we'll give you an extra free night with your qualified air and hotel reservation. Now you can get the best prices on air and hotel reservations with your phone. We make it easy and fast for you to save money and book a trip. Remember, call the Senior Travel Discount Network. Mention the discount code 60 plus for your free hotel night with your qualified reservation. Call now. 800-493-6118. 800-493-6118. That's 800-493-6118. How would you like to publish and sell your own audiobook? Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. You'll choose from one of our many voice actors. Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Consumers are mobile these days, and having an audiobook helps authors reach a larger customer base, which increases book sales. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network does it all for you. We hold your hand throughout the entire production process. We'll create an audiobook that you can be proud of. It doesn't cost or take as much time as you may think. In fact, for us, it's pretty easy. It's what we do. If you've got a published print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, give Audiobook Network a call right now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-514-0521. 800-514-0521. That's 800-514-0521. Listen up, guys. Are you experiencing any of the following? Fatigue, less drive, poor performance? If so, you may be one of the nearly 30 million men in the U.S. today dealing with ED. But did you know you don't have to pay hundreds for a prescription anymore? And you don't have to deal with the hassle of seeing the doctor or the embarrassment of going to the pharmacy for a certain pill. Now, with one free call, you can find out how Herbal Virility Max can help you feel like a man again. For over a decade, Herbal Virility Max has helped guys just like you put a smile back on their face with improved performance and drive. Call today and ask about our buy one, get one free offer. 800-761-9334. 800-761-9334. That's 800-761-9334. It doesn't really matter. I I don't like my job and uh, I don't think I'm going to go anymore.
Tittle thinks there's a direct correlation between dogs and lightning. All right, waiting on Murr when we get him. We'll throw him on the air. Um, as I mentioned, we're still waiting to see if Kareem Hunt gets dealt, Brandon Cooks gets dealt, Marvin Jones, Bradley Chubb, the linebacker, Sidney Jones, the corner from the Seahawks. There's a lot of other uh, names out there that could be going one way or the other. And, you know, the NFL trade deadline, I've, I've said it once, i said it a thousand times, it's always a snoozer. And uh, it's it's not. And uh, when I had Christian on the show, um, you know, we were talking about some of these uh, different, uh, well, we do have our guest now, so let's go to him. It's great to welcome back to the show. It's Murr. It's James S. Murray. Uh, he's written a book with Carson Smith called Area 51 Interns Zoned Out 2. This is available from uh, Penguin Books uh, as we uh, speak right now. Murr, welcome back to the uh, show. Writing kids' books, uh, did you ever uh, f- think that you would be an accomplished author? Uh, I, I hoped. I hoped that I wouldn't just be known for, you know, um, posing nude in front of an art classroom and practical jokers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we have a new book out called Area 51 Interns. Uh, we have, this is the second book that come out called Zoned Out. It's about a group of kids whose parents work in Area 51, and these kids land a summer internship. If you've got kids, if you know kids, if you are a kid, this is the book for you. You're going to love it. It's funny, action-packed, and it takes place at the most infamous place on planet Earth, Area 51. I would think it would be hard to write for, you know, middle school-type kids, because on the one hand, you can't get too spicy, and on the other hand, they don't want a baby Clifford book. So how do you draw that line? Uh, you know, I think it's. Uh, I think what helps is that the guys and I from Impractical Jokers, we are still mentally thirteen years old. So I think <laughs> you know we're we're like right in the sweet spot for writing a book like this. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about our protagonists: uh, Viv, Charlotte, Ray, Elijah. Uh, these are four best friends. They're in eighth grade, going to their freshman year of high school. It's summer, their uh, last summer together, basically as, as friends in the same school. And uh, the, fir- the first day of summer vacation is take your kids to work day. So they go to Area 51, and uh, all the adults get kidnapped, and uh, the parents get captured, and these kids need to lean on each other and their friendship to uh, save the day. And every subsequent book, book they have a new uh, disaster unfolds at Area 51. first book, of course, is about aliens. The second book is about mythical creatures. The third book, which we're writing right now, comes out next spring. It's about time travel, and these kids have to rely on their friendship and each other and knowing that they're better together than apart to solve the, uh, to save the day and solve their problems. Uh, by the way, if anyone wants an autographed copy, go to area51novel.com, and I'll literally send it from my house to your house. Oh, very cool. And uh, you're not on Staten Island anymore now. You're in Jersey? No, you know, my wife and I moved to uh, Princeton, New Jersey about three years ago when we got married. Why? Why? I, I'm, I'm from... Oakland, so I know what it's like when people in San Francisco kind of look down on us, right? Um, (laughs) And yet, people in the Bronx look down at Staten Island like you guys are in a different country. What is it about that borough? Is it because you got to take the ferry? I think that's a large part of it. Honestly, there's no way to get there. Like you can't take. It's the only place that the subway doesn't go to. Mm -hmm. You know, so it stayed largely what it is. It's like a, a. frozen in time as a result. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's also the smallest borough in terms of population. 
still gets, you know, kind of knocked down a little bit. I, we grew up in a special time, though. We grew up in Staten Island in the 80s and early 90s, which was the kind of era in Staten Island where literally you came home from school at like 2.45, 3 o'clock, and you'd go jump on your dirt bike, and your mom would say, just be home by dark. Mm -hmm. Having no clue where you went, who you're hanging out with, what you were doing, and there's no social media or cell phones. So you just kind of went and played manhunt in the woods with your friends, or you just went rode your bikes to someone's house, or you, you know, climbed the water, the water tower in Staten Island. It was just, it was that kind of upbringing. It was a bit more naive and innocent and, uh, uh, than it is today, for sure. So I, it was kind of a special time to grow up there. Yeah, I remember going to, the, to Europe for three summers in the 80s for like six weeks. My parents had no idea even what country I no was clue. in. I mean, I just, it's no a, I can't even imagine that these days. Um, yeah. I, I mentioned Carson Smith, who is uh, a female, and she's quite hilarious herself, isn't she? Yeah, she's a comedian, uh, and we've worked together for many, many years, and her and I uh, sold three uh, Air 51 books to our partners and friends at Penguin, Random House, and uh, she's hysterically funny, and uh, her DNA is uh, obviously in the book. She's, uh, her and I have co-written the, the books and come up with the ideas together, and uh, she's an accomplished comedian in her own regard. What's it like when you write a successful book in a series because you have to, you know, your fans now hold you to that high bar? I guess it's kind of a mouthwatering thing is that uh, they we now not only have to deliver, we got to be almost better than the first time. Yeah, I think that's the challenge for us in every book, is to, in everything we do, is to make sure it's great, right? So, like, the thrillers that I write, you know, I've been on the show before, but the thrillers that I write, uh, I think are really, really scary or exciting or adventurous reads. Uh, these books are the same. Area 51 interns, kids will love. It's written for them. It's written for their parents, too. Uh, and it's just exciting to read. It's funny as heck to read. Like, you know, you know if you're a kid, you're going to love it. If you're a parent, you're going to love reading it to your kids or with your kids, you know? Have you ever had any, I don't want to call them anything pejorative, but have you ever had any people say to you, you know, everything you wrote about Area 51 is true? I wish that would be the case. I can't <laughs> wait. Dude, I would love that. If everything we imagine is real, well, then two things. That could also be proof of um, that we're living in a simulation, uh, but it could also be, it could also be proof of, uh, I, I don't know, just what a great justification. What a great, if that was, if, that, if one day like a, a top-secret government agent, like, you know, pulls me aside and says, you're right, that'd be amazing. I would love that day. <laughs> Some guy with Ray-Bans talking into his sleeve, like standing outside your yeah. house, right? Yeah. Um, I love it. So uh, as this translates uh, to the screen now, animated actors, uh, screenplays, how is this going to flesh out? We are currently writing the, uh, the pilot episode of the live-action uh, kids TV series based on the book. We have... Uh, uh, great partners at a company with uh, called Nine Story Media, and we uh, sold the life to them, and uh, off we go. We'll be, uh, Carson and I are writing the screenplay for the pilot right now, as you speak, for a TV show. Very cool. Fun. And then finally, I know you got to run. Um, do you ever do anything with, with uh, Sal and everybody else, and you think, I don't want to get too uh, dirty here because I got these kids' books I'm selling? Uh, no, what we do in Impractical Jokers is family-friendly for the most part. Okay. So, uh, I, I, and so, many, so much of our fan base are kids and their parents that watch the show that I think uh, Area 51 Interns is a perfect fit for them, you know, for exactly for our fan base. 
There he is. It's uh, James S. Murray, Murr from Impractical Jokers, but uh, he and uh, Carson Smith have a new book out now from Penguin, Area 51 Interns, Zoned Out. Hey, Murr, thanks for coming on again, and congratulations on the book. You got it. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No doubt. Okay. we got a couple minutes uh, left in uh, this segment. And uh, Mark Davis has chimed in about Josh McDaniels. Ooh. The Raiders had high hopes, high apple pie in the sky. Why wouldn't they? They won 10 games. They went to the playoffs. They added Chandler Jones. They added uh, Devontae Adams. I mean, come on. How do you not get excited for that? Well, the season is a disaster right now. And they hit rock bottom on Sunday in New Orleans. They lost 24 to nothing. They are 2-5. and five. They had not been shut out in eight years. And Mark Davis apparently had a lengthy post-game meeting with Josh McDaniels, according to ESPN.com. And the meeting is the second time that he's been called to the principal's office, which some people thought maybe he's on his way out. But um, a short statement in the Las Vegas Review Journal was released by Mark Davis and... He said the horrifying news, Josh McDaniels is our head coach and will be for years to come. So, as I said, that's not going to sit well with a lot of Raider fans uh, right now. And a lot of people retweet if you want him fired. I remember when Bill Callahan was there, there was a huge sign that people were holding at the Coliseum that said, you're fired, Y-O-U-R. (laughs) oh you're fired (laughs) not you were fired what if we actually had to say you were that's what it's supposed to be you know you were but we say you're you're fired it's so many people like if they don't fire mcdonald's i'm not watching the raiders anymore yeah It's like Bill Burr said, he got an email from a guy saying, I used to be a big fan, but I'm not listening to your podcast anymore. He goes, okay, so someone who I didn't know exist, who didn't know was listening, is not going to be listening anymore. Okay, that affects me tremendously. So McDaniels is an OC. That's what he is. And he has received plenty of interest. Denver, Indianapolis, I'll take it. Never mind. And he was supposed to stay around to take over for Belichick, and Belichick ain't going anywhere. So Mark Davis came along, and with, uh, of course, the GM who came from New England. And uh, they said, uh, let's go ahead and go out to Vegas and roll that dice. But you think about other first-year coaches. Kevin O'Connell with the Vikings, 6-1. and one. Brian Dable with the frickin' New York Giants, right? Six and two. It's uh, it's pretty horrifying that you can take a playoff team that adds a top three wide receiver and make them a bottom three football team. It's horrifying. <clears throat> After the game, he said, obviously that wasn't good enough in any way, shape, or form, and that's my responsibility, so I have to do a much better job of getting ourselves ready to go here. We're better than that, and I apologize to Raider Nation for that performance, and again, I own that. That's my responsibility, so we have to do much better. 
obviously, in every phase of the game, to be able to compete with a team like that who's well-coached, has good players, and obviously came ready to play and did a much better job than we did. So it starts with me, and we're going to work hard. We're going to fix it. You should never apologize. I don't know. I think that's a dumb look. Remember when Jed York apologized for when they lost on Thanksgiving? It's just, <clears throat> when you apologize, people feast on you. I remember my boy Pecan said something stupid and it got him fired on the air and he apologized and he told me, don't apologize. On t-. And I'm like, I, you know what? I already knew that, but now that you've done it, now I really know that. If you apologize on titter, on, on titter, yeah. If you apologize because you have big titters. Now, if you apologize on Twitter and you basically just put yourself on a tee and you hand somebody this huge big Bertha driver is what you're doing. Or you're a balloon floating around and everybody has needles. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I remember when he hired Dennis Allen and it was obvious that Dennis Allen was a rotten head coach. Ironically, the Saints head coach Sunday. And, uh, but he didn't want to be like Haslam in Cleveland firing Rob Chudzinski after one year. He goes, I, this is my first hire. I can't be that guy or no one will want to work for me. So he's doubling down on his decision. I just, you just look at Josh McDaniels and it's hard for me, first of all, to believe the guy ever played football. He just doesn't look like a football player to me. He looks like a fire hydrant. And then uh, he just, you can see the the air going in one ear and then out on the other side of the other ear, right? He just looks dumb. And I remember having a conversation with uh, Michael Urban on the air a few years ago, 95.7. I said, the thing I didn't like about Sam Darnold was the same thing I didn't like about Ryan Leaf was that they looked really dumb. And I know that's mean because sometimes you can't help it. But it's just, you ever look at somebody and go, God, they look so, maybe you're saying that about me right now. Feel free. But it just, <laughs> when you look hella dumb, and then you see how they respond during the game. To me, Josh McDaniel, and by the way, the visor, that's the other thing. You don't want your bad boy club uh, bad boy bail bond spiky hair to get squished so you wear a vi I don't know I, I shouldn't make fun of a visor I mean Bill Belichick is the worst dressed person in America do I really care what he's wearing no of course not but uh, so Mark Davis just said he will be here for years to come <sighs> I'm not saying that you know and people say oh I want Rich Basaccia back I want Rich Basaccia back Oh, and we got a nose. Bradley Chubb traded to the Dolphins. Oh, my. We got another one going down. Wow. Traded to the Dolphins. Man, Cleveland. Do we know what they got back? Still... They got at least uh, the 49ers first round pick and a couple other picks right. and Chase Edmonds. They got Chase Edmonds and at least one first-round pick. All right, we'll look at it. When we come back, we will bring in uh, J.D. Sharp. Come on back.
We have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? We could romance the legal copy. It never gets the attention it deserves. And some lawyer worked real hard on it. So take it away, lawyer. <clears throat> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Now that was some beautiful legal. Well done, lawyer. Well done. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. Right now, sports betting is the fastest growing industry in the world. To consistently cash tickets at the sports books, it's best to be armed with the right plays from the best sports bettors in the business. That's what you'll get at AgainstTheNumber.com. At AgainstTheNumber.com, you'll get specialists with decades of experience betting multiple sports at a high level and many sports-specific packages from the NFL to college basketball to cricket to soccer to the European tour that gives you a consistent edge on the sports book. For a highly skilled, reasonably priced team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, beating the books at their own game. Visit AgainstTheNumber.com. That's AgainstTheNumber.com. You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Rick Tittle is a majestic stallion. Some doubt in your voice there. All right, hey, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you, coast to coast and around the world on American Forces. We're bringing in our ATN guy right now. It's J.D. Sharp. He is a member of AgainstTheNumber.com, and they are, quote, 
A highly skilled team of premium sports handicappers focused on one thing and one thing only, being the sports books at their own game. They cover every sport worldwide, from the NFL to college basketball to soccer to cricket to tennis to European hockey, and all of them are proven winners. We offer full season, end of current season, one month, one week, one day, and one year specialist specific packages. Their prices are reasonable, their tracking and distribution process is simple, and their results are real. J.D. Sharp is here, probably not feeling very humble because he called a pretty big upset last night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I, I did. I, I did call a pretty big upset. I had a feeling uh, that the Browns were going to take care of business last night, and they did in a big way. I think I predicted Martin Emerson would have a big game, the rookie, an unknown rookie who played really well, who broke up a couple of key passes in that game. They, Joe, Burrow didn't play that bad. He got sacked a bunch because Garrett just played out of his mind. Deion Jones was also big. Remember, he's that linebacker from LSU that ran like a 4-3 at the combine, one of the fastest linebackers in the NFL. But Burrow, I think he was, what, 25 of 34 for two touchdowns, like 260 yards. But Emerson played really well. Chubb had two touchdowns. Brissett didn't play great, but he didn't really need to. Cooper actually played pretty well after the, the interesting interception, the first pass he ever threw, which may have been the worst pass in, I don't know, in a lot. I, I haven't seen a pass that bad in a long time, Rick. It was a pretty bad pass. Um, but, yeah, I, just, I, I had a feeling that the Browns were going to take care of business. They certainly did. And now my NFL record is 31-9. and nine. Wow. So, and I just want to say this really quick. This is the only show that I do. And there is not anybody in the country that has a better record than I do. I do post my plays on TikTok. But that's kind of a uh, TikTok's weird. It's interest based. You may get lucky to see it. You may not. So, I mean, right now, if, you, if you're listening to the show, if you listen to the Rick Tittle show and you're wagering the plays that I tell you to wager for the NFL, uh, you should be doing pretty well because 31 9 is, uh, is as good of a record as, as you're going to probably hear under, I mean, really ever um, in, a, in, a, in a sport that's considered to be one of the hardest sports to wager, which is the NFL. And uh, when, I, when I have my breakdowns, I only have my breakdowns. They are exclusive to the Rick Tittle Show and to Sports Byline. So just, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that, that word gets spread a little bit and we can, we can develop you a, a good-sized wagering audience, Rick, with, with, the, you know, with, with the type of picks that I'm able to give out on your show. Yeah, batting over 750 is not bad. By the way, I do Bulgarian clog dance. I already ruined it. Uh-huh. I do Bulgarian <laughs> clog dancing on, on TikTok, I was going to say, but I ruined it. Anyway, um, oh, let, <laughs> you know, the NFL trade deadline is usually a snoozer, and we already had big moves today, and, and just from last night. Roquan Smith, Chase Claypool, Hawkinson, Bradley Chubb, uh, your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. We, we talked tight end a little bit. I thought the, the Buccaneers should have got Hawkinson. How do the Lions trade him to their division rival? Yeah. Hawkinson's a top five talent at tight end in the NFL, guy, 6'5, 255. And he's young. Fry runs a 4'6. He's got great hands. He's, I mean, he was great at Iowa, obviously. I mean, you give him to the Vikings the one thing they need. Irv Smith was a bust out of Bama, fine. But you give him, so now they have Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. And Hawkinson, I mean, Cousins isn't a great quarterback. You give him that many weapons, they now have a chance to win the NFC. So that's an interesting trade. They should have traded for the Buccaneers, and I'm shocked that didn't take place. He would have been a perfect, perfect target for Tom Brady. Uh, Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins, not really consequential. Makes you think they're going to probably try to draft a, a quarterback this year and, and let Russell Wilson kind of 
uh, go to pasture. I think he's a little, uh, think, think he's a little past his prime. Um, what else? What were the other two trades, Rick? Uh, Roquan Smith and uh, Chase Claypool, who, by the way, apparently the deal was done in Green Bay and the Bears swooped in. Uh, the Green Bay's doing nothing right right now. Wow. See, Claypool would have been a great target for Aaron Rodgers because he's big. He's 6'4", like 240, really, really, really big wide receiver that's got a lot of skill. Uh, I like that for I like that for Fields because he doesn't really have any weapons. He's got Darnell Mooney. He's got Cole Komet, who's pretty talented out of Notre Dame. Obviously, Claypool's from there as well. I think they were probably I think they were actually teammates. So I like that move for them. And then Roquan Smith, one of the better coverage linebackers in the NFL, and on the Ravens, that that that's a good move for them. I think I, I think I think that's I think that's a good move because they they have a lot of a lot of size at linebacker. But they don't have that guy that really handles the scat back out of the backfield or the Cole Beasley type of slot wide receiver. And Roquan can do that. He was, he was great at Georgia. He's been a Pro Bowl a couple of years in the NFL. So, but yeah, I would say the most the, the, the most sur- surprising trade was Hawkinson because that was just peak stupidity. Why trade Hawkinson to your division rival and give them a position that they need? Yeah, especially the eighth overall pick just a couple of years ago. One of the few buildings. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, and I, I mean, the, the Lions, like I get it, their defense is, is awful, and I, I do like their offense. And, I, and one of the reasons I like that offense was Hawkinson. Now, now that he's gone, it's hard to like their offense. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, they actually have a chance to build something pretty decent there with Campbell if they can just get some defense. And, and uh, he'll get fired. It's going to take a couple of years. But they really, he's, uh, I know, I yeah, know. he'll get fired. I know, but I just I, – I, He's, I, I like his energy. I like his passion. I, I, I wish he was. I wish he was more successful. He, he's lost a lot of close games, and now they can't guard anybody. So hopefully they can turn it around. But trading Hawkinson is not going to help that, obviously. You know, it, 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 and he can't help it. So I shouldn't make fun of him. But what kills me about Campbell is the voice, because everything sounds like this. I told you guys. Right, a, right. I told you a hundred yeah. times. You have to outwork the man in front of you. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, we we <laughs> sorry. We have three games coming up this week where there are like thirteen point spreads, which is not exactly Pete Rizal's parody going on right now. But I want to talk. We'll get to the Sunday ones later. But I want to ask you about Thursday night football, which you know all the time. I think we forget, at least I do, that Thursday night football is even on, and this one might be forgettable. The Texans are a home dog 13-and-a-half to Philly. Your thoughts on this? That line actually just hit 14 oh. on ESPN. I'm checking it right now. <laughs> wow. I'm not sure I've ever seen a home dog that high before. Maybe it may be like back in the in the peak Brady years with the, you know, with the Patriots like five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen a 14-point dog at home in quite some time. Um, the, the Texans actually have a serviceable offense when they're healthy. Damian Pierce is top 10 in rushing. Uh, Mills actually isn't terribly inaccurate, but they just can't guard anybody defensively. They're kind of like the Lions in that respect. Eagles just added Quinn. Hurts is playing great. A.J. Brown had three touchdowns last week, which isn't a surprise because he's more of like a Jamar Chase. Plus 15 pounds, he's kind of a running back at wide receiver, but he's got uh, the wide receiver hands and the jumping ability. Yeah, I mean, I think the Eagles pretty much have everything they need uh, moving forward to, to be a legitimate contender in the NFC. Obviously, they're seven and zero; they're the best team in football right now. I think that's pretty clear. Um, probably not a game I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look too closely at. I may try to handicap it a little bit. I can see. I mean, if 
if there are a couple of injury opportunities that I can take advantage of, or just maybe some idiosyncrasies that I that I can recognize, you know, well, maybe I'll stop back on on Thursday and we can talk about that then. But as of right now, um, I'm not I'm, I'm not sure that I, that I would even touch the game. I guess that over seems a little high at 45. I might consider taking that over because I know the Texans don't play defense. The Eagles play pretty decent defense, but the Texans can't if they have a healthy Cooks and healthy Nico Collins. And they have Pierce. They they could probably score some points, but not not a game that I'm that I'm really looking forward to, to even participating in. Rick, the World Series, of course, got knocked off by a rainout, and I think it's pretty sad when the World Series gets rained out and nobody notices. Uh, but still. <laughs> Lance McCullers will stay on the bump, but Philly has changed things up. And instead of Syndergaard, it's now Suarez. What do you think? Same thing. I think I I like Philly's first five and Philly's full game here. I think Suarez, he's actually pitched really well the last couple of months. He's been great in the playoffs. He has good stuff. McCullers gets hit on the road pretty much wherever he pitches. He's just not a very good road pitcher. Uh, The total at eight. Seems a little low considering the circumstance, especially after McCullers got just blasted last week. Maybe that should be eight and a half or nine. So I, I, I still like the Phillies. I actually, I think the Phillies run line minus one and a half, whatever that number is, maybe like plus 140, would be a decent wager as well, Rick. And then uh, finally, uh, for you, um, what would be maybe uh, as we, uh, you know, uh, is there a like uh, I'm throwing this kind of curveball at you? Is there something that you're looking maybe for a futures bet or something coming up that's kind of getting you excited? Oh well, yeah. So college basketball, uh, we, we you know, I I'll, I'll start talking that as well once mm-hmm. the season starts. Um, you love, I, I know you love Gonzaga, Gonzaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, I, we talked about Gonzaga. Um, I actually I looked at a couple more teams. I like Wyoming. Uh, they're one twenty-five to one. I like St. Louis. They're one hundred to one. I like Washington. They're four hundred to one. I like Georgetown. They're six hundred to one. But yeah, I mean, just just looking at the, the different lines. Oh, Oregon. I think Oregon's got a chance. Altman's never won a championship. They might have the tallest team I've ever seen. I think they have three guys that are seven-one or above. They've got a lot of guards coming back. They've got like eight or nine players. A couple a couple of really strong recruits. A kid named Kel Elware, who's like seven foot one, two hundred and probably two hundred and ten pounds, but he shoots the three. He's kind of like a baby Victor Wembanyama. Um, so yeah, I, I think Oregon at fifty-five to one, and then TCU at fifty to one. They they brought back basically their entire team. Then they added Rondell Walker from Oklahoma, who plays pretty good defense. So I, mean, I thought TCU could have beat anybody last year. Um, they they got knocked out under a kind of strange circumstance. Though that was a game where they just really couldn't shoot very well. Uh, but but they bring back a ton of athleticism. They haven't lost much except Francisco Ferrabello, I believe uh, they lost to Creighton. And then they lost uh, Jaden Day to somebody as well. But besides that, they bring all their athletic players back, especially Mike Miles. So uh, I would say that Oregon fifty-five to one is a future that I'm looking at because remember, with college basketball, the way that it's set up, it, let's say that you take Oregon, you put a hundred bucks on them at fifty-five to one, your upside is five thousand five hundred. If they make the Elite Eight, you can bet the other side, you know, comparable to your upside on a Martingale system, right? And then you can still make money under those circumstances. So, and, and especially if you handicap the game, and it's just a bad matchup for them. Although I'm not sure I'm going to see that many this year, especially considering the talent that they have and the fact that Altman is as good of a coach as he is. Ah, his area coach should be the three one nine because he's thirty one and nine. It's JD Sharp against the number dot com. Go there for all your sports, JD. Good stuff, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks a lot, Rick. Appreciate it. All right, exclusive to Tilling Sports. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back on Sports Byline. 
Everyone watches more than five hours of television. Really? And that's not counting mobile viewing. Get Dish TV and make that time worth it. With Dish, you can get hundreds of channels, access to all kinds of sports, tons of movies, premium channels, and more. Another thing that's really cool with Dish is you can watch most of your favorite shows on your mobile device anywhere for a lot less than cable. Yes, that's right. We are asking you to watch more TV and not less TV, but make it better television with Dish this time, anytime, anywhere. So call right now and learn how easy it is to save on your television bill and get the most out of your TV viewing experience. Dial that number and I promise you we're here waiting for your call because we want to save you money and give you better television. We are Dish TV. 800-293-0328 That's 800-293-0328 Are you like me? You have health insurance, but you don't have dental insurance. Do you need to get to the dentist right away? Maybe you need an implant or some other major service. Well, I found a dental insurance plan that's just right for you. It's called Spirit Dental. Spirit Dental offers a $100 lifetime deductible, a huge network of dentists. And here's the best part. There's no waiting periods. Yeah, that means you can call right now and have real dental insurance for you and your family tomorrow and get that immediate coverage you want. Spirit Dental has plans for just a few dollars a day, up to $5,000 annual maximum, and coverage for implants. Whatever age you are, the dental insurance you need is a free phone call away. Now don't wait, and be sure to ask about Spirit's vision plan. Here's the number, 800-634-0482, 800-634-0482. That's 800-634-0482. Do you love driving, but you don't love your car payment? Open Road Lending can reduce your car payment by as much as $100 a month or more. It's easy to refinance your car payment. Just call today to get your no-obligation quote and find out how much you can save. To qualify for a lower car payment, your car should be less than 10 years old, have less than 125,000 miles, and you've made at least six on-time payments. Call Open Road Lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing. It's easy, only takes a few minutes, and there's no cost or obligation to apply and get approved. Call today and see how much you can save. 800-871-9417. That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. Can I be real with you right now? I mean, like, really, really real? Yes. I just thought about going out there for the second half, and a little bit of pee came out. Rick Tittle, you done broke my heart, but I still take you back. You hella fine. Girl, you better get yourself in line. 
Sorry about that. Game three tonight in Philly, five o'clock on Fox. Five o'clock Pacific. Astros at Phillies. McCullers will stay on the bump. No more Syndergaard, as I mentioned to JD. It's Ron Herr, Ranger Suarez. A little bit of rest. By the way, the Phillies have fallen behind five to nothing in each of the first two games. They rallied to win in extras in game one, six to five, but lost five to two in game two. And the Astros are probably kicking themselves that they're not two and zero already. But speaking of five to nothing, that's their record at home, five and zero in the postseason. And <clears throat> this is the thing, uh, Dusty Baker said about the rain. Uh, this is part of the game. You can't control the weather. You just deal with it. And McCullers, you know, once again, he'll be making his first World Series start since 2017 when he started Game 7 against the Dodgers. He said, really looking forward to experiencing the crowd. I've heard a lot about it. I'm a really big fan of the game, and I think it will be a great moment. So why go with McCullers? Even with the extra day of rest, Baker said, quote, this is a very big game. I figure he can keep the ball in the ballpark pretty good with his sinker and his slider. He holds runners on pretty good, which they generally try to run a lot. Plus, I think he deserved it. Well, the top of the Astros lineup will look to stay hot. Altuve finally got out of his horrifying slump with three hits. Uh, And uh, Saturday, Alex Bregman, another clutch home run for him. Altuve entering game two was four for 38 in the playoffs, but the Astros won 106 games in the regular season. They're three wins away from another championship. And uh, Bregman said, in all honesty, this is probably the most fun I ever had playing baseball. Well, remember Altuve and Bregman sat there and saying, sorry about the cheating thing because they got a free pass. They got immunity if they would tattle. Hinch fired. uh, Luno fired. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time. brain damage. (laughs) (laughs) Great way to end the show.